Hello, and welcome to the 11th annual award-winning podcast, The Academy Academy, the show that discovers the absolute, undeniable, and scientifically proven greatest performance in your favorite actor's esteemed career. I'm Don Saunderson. Uh, hold the menu. It's Patrick Gremion. Welcome to The Academy. Patrick, yes. welcome to the second round of The Academy Academy. Are you oh. excited? I was born excited. I'm stoked. I'm st- I'm up to my nose in Streep. I'm oh. this is my, this, I'm in my element. I'm in my element. Drowning in Streep. Drowning in Streep, but I like it. Oh, I want to go unconscious. I, dude, I'm already there. I'm already there. I'm floating. I'm floating like we've heard she floats in her rooms. Oh yeah, like the way she she floats when she sees a gummer and fills yeah with, fills with love. Oh, speaking of which, and I, I would be sharing as the season goes on, I just read my first Meryl Streep biography. Oh, my God. It's called Her Again, Becoming Meryl Streep. It's written by Michael Schulman, and it's all about Meryl's early years through the filming of Kramer versus Kramer. And her romantic meet-cute with Don Gummer is a big part of it. Because only six months after the love of her life, John Cazale died. She oh. married Don Gummer. Damn. Yeah. I mean, we're talking performances here. We're not going to get into the hot gossip of Meryl's personal life, but oh, I have deets. I'm that just might saying. be a good bonus app. That might be a hot gossip. Oof. Yeah, Mark. just all, all that we've ever heard about her and Gummer and the rest of the gang of that era. But oh. <laughs> it's a beautiful story. And she's gifted and like was by the time I was done reading, I'm like, was very intimidated and felt much. I uh, felt very much like a le- far lesser person. Oh, yeah, no, totally relatable. She's kind of like the Goku of acting, just kind of like all powerful, very strong. Uh, you know, just like every time she gets uh, into another competition, she like defeats like whatever task, like Margaret Thatcher, no problem. Uh, get out, get Child, out of here. Done. Yeah, no problem. Uh, defeating yeah. Frieza, no problem. Oh, yeah. This was the same speech that was given when she won that uh, Lifetime Achievement Award at the Golden Globes. Pretty similar. I think it was like Julia Roberts compared her to Goku. uh... (laughs) Julia Roberts, yeah. Julia Roberts and Alec Baldwin, they both uh, took turns comparing her to Goku and Naruto. Yep. But like the the one thing that really like freaked me out is like she's great at acting. She's apparently a totally wonderful person. Very, very bright and intelligent. Just had like has it together. Yeah. So she got to Yale to do um, to get her master's in acting, and they're doing like this like body movement class. And her classmates have already seen her like do improv. They've seen her do scenes. So, like she's amazing. They get in there, and the instructor's like, "We're going to get to the point where we can do a backflip." Meryl does a backflip, and she pops out of it, and she goes, "I didn't even know I could do that." Jesus and everyone Christ. in the class was like, I guess she's going to be the best person in the class. <laughs> I was just, and I just read that. I was like, there are just some people who are better. I guess <laughs> like, you know, you can try your best. You can do all the learning you need to do. And then you run into Meryl Streep and you're just like, wow. Okay. I mean, that, you've, you've got it. I don't know. <laughs> that is some real Ender's game shit. It's just, yeah, that is just like, yeah, they're like Dune. Like she's like the, the chosen. She's like Lido a trade. Yeah. It's like. <laughs> When you're just like, I want, it's like willing yourself to do a backflip is pretty impressive to me. I don't just know. even having the courage to try a backflip that you've oh. never done before in front of a group of people at fucking Yale. You're just like, I'm just oh. like, I'd be scared to even like, maybe I could do a backflip. I'd be too nervous to do oh, yeah, a backflip. No, I, I, that's not even in my, the cards for me, man. I had to like, <laughs> I had to learn how to do a somersault. I'm not even, 
joking. I had to do a this thing for my elementary school class where like we had to do like like jumping jacks, pull-ups, push-ups, and the last thing was a somersault. And I literally, like seven-year-old me, didn't know how to do a somersault. And like my mom almost got like almost got into tears because she was so frustrated with my inability. Like she took me outside, she put me on the bed, she put me on the wood floor. She was like, "You gotta fit." It's literally just rolling. Your your mom was like Tiger Woods' dad, except for it was for doing a somersault in <laughs> elementary school. So that's like that's what I'm that's what I'm working with. And Street is like, I'm yeah, gonna, Street's like, oh, <laughs> uh, oh yeah, I'm gonna do a backflip. I'm gonna just do it in front of all these people at the most prestigious school. Just like Harry yeah. Potter and Hogwarts. Shit. And then pop out of it like she does at award shows when she wins an award. Oh my gosh, I can't, I can't believe it. This is just incredible. I never would have expected it. But apparently, one more thing, her, the book is called Her Again because apparently when she was winning awards for Iron Lady, she actually came on stage and after she had won her like 15th in a row, mm. it was like, oh, it's her again. And that's what the title of the book came from. Oh, so she's she, she's hella funny, too. So uh, let's put it that, that way. son of a gun. I... Hey, well, listen to this transition. Speaking of hella funny, ah. we got a great guest today. Uh-huh. Um, joining us, she's a staff writer at Netflix. She also made the first Blacklist Latinx TV list with her pilot, Macho Libra. These, these are awesome credits. These are making Patrick and I look Speaking very much like yeah. looking at the eyes of Streep. I don't know. Yeah. But, um, <laughs> My credits, I drive lifts. <laughs> yeah, I'm a legal assistant. All right. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, uh, welcome to the Academy, Marcelina Shavira. Hi. Oh, I'm so oh. glad I can talk now. I, was I know. <laughs> I know. I saw you like bursting out of that Zoom screen. <laughs> uh, I think Goku is a perfect uh, analogy for Meryl Streep. I think it's fantastic. Yes, thank you. <laughs> she is. She is the closest we will ever have to a super saiyan. I yeah. So. Yep. I, I, that, I, just incredible, incredible lady. And I guess that, my question is: Does that make Stanley Tucci Krillin? <laughs> yes. Yes. There we go. Okay, that's all I'm going to say. Sorry, Don. That's all I'm going to say. No, it's okay. No Dragon Ball Z. It's okay. I um, I knew the go. I knew who Goku was, but then my Dragon Ball Z knowledge went downhill very very quickly i'm gonna make one of us i thought you were one of us uh, you disappointed me i'm gonna make you watch every episode by the end of this podcast my man i'm gonna oh then that, then we'll um do an academy academy for characters on dragon ball z <laughs> yes. and we'll lose our 13 listeners <laughs> yes, that's, then, that's, that's when my dad pulls out he's like nah i can't uh, do this anymore yeah. i can't support my, my son anymore my dad, my dad just grumbles like Goku. What the fuck? <laughs> what, what the hell's a Goku? Yeah, I thought we were uh, talking about movies here. Yeah. Oh man. Yeah. Not but the Dragon uh, Ball Z live action movie. Don't watch that one. Don't do it. Yeah, I imagine those those usually go well when they adapt. Yeah, an anime. something like that, an anime to a feature film. Yeah. I mean, wide variety of really top of the line movies there. Oh yeah, Academy Award winning. Uh, ghost in the shell yeah of course yeah that, that, that was also not a mistake oh yeah definitely yeah <laughs> not a horrendous awful crime against humanity I mean, when when people think of the works of m night Shyamalan, they immediately look at avatar yeah. the last airbender and they say <laughs> you know i mean the sixth sense was okay but avatar like yeah <laughs> <laughs> 
But uh, Mer- this is a Meryl Street podcast currently. Maybe we'll get to the uh, Dragon Ball Z at some point. Keep listening. Maybe we'll, do- maybe we'll do a Patreon, and I can learn about that on there, and you can spend five Ooh. bucks to hear me learn about it. Um, so good. And my dad will have nothing to do with it. So... <laughs> So we're talking Meryl Streep, though. We got a big, oh, big you, you, second round matchup. You bastards. You made me watch. <laughs> you made me watch. I hated both these movies. <laughs> Sorry. Oh, and they were both so long. <laughs> Sophie's, Sophie's is long. Like, we'll, we'll get to our feelings on them. I think we have a little bit differing, maybe some matchup, but I'm excited to get to this conversation because... <laughs> Marceline, I both these movies won their first round matchups. Oh. Yeah, just a heads up. Uh, you know, to give a little background, Sophie's choice defeat. Sophie's choice defeated Julie and Julia, okay, and yeah. uh, Bridges of Madison County defeated Out of Africa. And this is the okay. accents region of uh, Meryl Streep's catalog. And um, obviously, I mean, she won the Academy Award for Sophie's Choice. Was nominated for Bridges of Madison County. And, uh, but yeah, I think that both movies have interesting <laughs> at the surface level, the conversation topics. But before we dive into the specifics on these two, we gotta know your street story, Marcelina. We, we're hearing it from everybody and we gotta hear yours because everybody's I, coming at it a different place. I think the first, I think I was very lucky. Um, I just thought back to my first experience of Meryl Streep and I believe it was Death Becomes Her. Mm-hmm. So I <laughs> am so lucky. That's a funny fucking... Oh, can I swear? <laughs> no, you can swear. <laughs> oh, cool. That's a really funny fucking movie. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I was obsessed with Isabella Rossellini for a long time. Like, who isn't, though? She's yeah. gorgeous. Oh, she was, yeah. uh, she's still she's, gorgeous. She's come up. <laughs> both both men and women, She that her part of that film has come up... Uh, yeah. A handful of times over the course of the show. Obsessed, obsessed. She's brilliant. Um, but yeah, so lucky. My first one. And uh, I hate rom-coms. I hate them <laughs> with a passion. Or, or movies that are geared towards women. Mm. And I put women in quotes. <laughs> <laughs> um, Devil Wears Prada. I do not like Anne Hathaway. I love that movie. And it's because of Meryl Streep. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and Stanley Tucci. Yes. Tucci. <laughs> and Lily uh, Blunt. Uh, it has all these great... Ah, uh, that's a good movie, despite Anne Hathaway. She's <laughs> fine. She's yeah. talented. She doesn't take away from the movie. She doesn't take away from the movie. Yeah. Her toe yeah. ring, though, at the end... Dude, Andy is such a basic bitch. She was wearing a toe ring at the end in Paris. And I'm like, come on. <laughs> can't wear a toe ring, my man. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it's, I, I think that, I, of course, the winner of Death Becomes Her and versus Devil Wears Prada will be playing the winner of this matchup in our final four. Oh, wow. and okay. Death Becomes Her and Devil Wears Prada, we anticipate, will be a heated competition. That is, that, that yeah. is I disagree. <laughs> oh, you think it's a clear-cut winner? According to, po- to performances, if we're just basing it on performances... Yeah, okay. Okay, I can't. It's hard. tough. It's because, like, one movie, it's like, yeah, it's like Death Becomes, or not Death Becomes, yeah, Death Becomes, or it's so entertaining. It's one of my, I think it's probably one of my favorite street movies we've watched on the podcast. Yeah. Uh, but then, like, uh, the, the Devil Wears Prada, that's like, 
one of her like iconic it's probably her like most iconic modern performance mm-hmm. besides iron lady so like it's tough it is gonna be tough because like i oof, oof. death becomes her already <laughs> i mean we already declared in the death becomes her episode two we all like we all thought defending your life was a bet we liked it we liked oh, it yeah. more as a movie than we liked death becomes her but we thought she had more to do and was more interesting in uh death She's becomes her fantastic goldie hahn too i think that yeah. was my first goldie hahn as and well. Bruce. Oh, and Bruce. I didn't even <laughs> realize it was Bruce until I was an adult. <laughs> yeah. Should it end more comedy, Bruce? You're yeah, funny. Honestly, <laughs> so good. He, that's like, it's like, it's so funny that like everyone got from Die Hard that he's like a big old action boy, but it's like, dude. He's he, funny in Die Hard too. He's cracking he yes. I just watched Fifth Element as a palate cleanser between. <laughs> <laughs> Because that was awful, and yeah, that that movie is, is so good. <laughs> oh yeah, I love that's like the cinematic equivalent of like uh, like after watching Madison County and Sophie's Choice, it's like getting like toxins in your eyes. And that was like going to like the water cleaning yeah, center, the, the or eyewash area. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you were watching washing out your eyeballs with eyeballs eyeballs oh, eyeballs with Chris Tucker. Oh man, I, yeah, you I I think I was the right choice to watch these two movies because I would have never watched them on my own i had no interest in watching either of these movies and uh i'm right (laughs) never shall you ever again never shall i ever again no it was it was upsetting (laughs) oh man not in the way it was supposed to be upsetting either i was just like i was fuming uh yeah We'll get into it. I'll yeah. let you know. <laughs> well, I'll, I'll be honest. I, I teared up on one of them. If we want, if we're, keep, if we're keeping I, up the Don cry count for every ooh, episode, um, but one take a guess. One of them did make me cry. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. The the Don cry the Patrick cry count still zero because I have a still a, a zero. I'm a, I can't cry. Baby can't cry. Yeah. Yeah. It's so good though. It's I suck. so good. It feels so good. Yeah. I, I suck at crying. Crying at a movie, there's no stakes, but you just get it out. It's great. I don't, I, I only cry like once a year. It's very messy. It's always sucks. It's never, I'm never having fun. And then I think that like reinforces in my head, this is bad. I shouldn't do this again, which adds to the problem. Also, like I've never seen an adult man in my family cry ever. Oh. It's very weird when I think about it. Never seen dad? my dad cry. Never seen my grandpa's cry. I'm not or sure if this dad, is the podcast for that. I saw my dad cry <laughs> once at my sister's wedding. Interesting. That's, so that's that nice. Good. That's a my good eldest cry. sister. Ooh. So that makes sense. Yeah. Wait, mo- moving on. That's moving appropriate. On. That's appropriate. Yeah. <laughs> Oh my god. <laughs> I saw my dad cry in traffic. I was like, that's not appropriate. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> just kidding, just kidding, Dad. <laughs> nah, it's all good. It's all good. But um but yeah, cries. why don't we why don't we just um jump into it? Because it all seems right. like we are like on the edge of our seat with a lot to say. Patrick and I, this is our second screening on each of these films. I don't I'm believe so either sorry. of us had seen either of them before this. Uh, let's jump into it. We're going to start off today with Sophie's Choice, as we know, directed by Alan J. Pakula, uh, based on the William Styron novel. Um, you know, we can go back, budgeted $9 million, box office, 30 big ones, $30 million. Uh, the critical reception currently has a 78% on Rotten Tomatoes. It was nominated for five Academy Awards, 
Best Screenplay Adapted, Best Original Score, Best Costume Design, Best Cinematography, and Best Actress, Meryl Streep, who, of course, took home that big boy. So, Sophie's Choice. Since we've heard, if you're a dedicated Academy Academy listener, you've already heard Patrick and I's thoughts on Sophie's Choice. We'll fill in a few more in a little bit on our, our kind of second round feelings and plus i uh you know big news we got some book reports this week i read william styron's book sophie's choice jump ahead a little bit patrick read robert james waller's book the purchase of madison county (laughs) we've got some background thoughts how were these adaptations who knows who who even really cares but yes You kind of this is what i think what we've all been waiting for is let's get to the first movie you hated Marcelina, what thoughts on Sophie's Choice? Sophie's Choice, why the fuck are we experiencing this woman's horrific story through the eyes of a 22-year-old virgin? (laughs) What the fuck? Like, the, oh my God. And I was like, I was like, okay, I'm fine. This movie is fine, whatever. Until, and I texted Patrick, at the end of the movie, I was so angry. The last scene. So they they get away from Nathan, uh, Stingo and friend. No, Stingo and Sophie. Sophie. Yeah. <laughs> uh, get away from Nathan because Nathan needs lithium like nobody's business. He's not. He is bipolar, out of control. And at the 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 toast on the bridge, at one point, I literally said. Wrap it up. <laughs> Wrap it up, Kevin Clyde. This is ridiculous. But the last scene. So Stingo takes Sophie to Washington, D.C. He, there's one bed in that room, guys. He checked in. There's one bed in that room. Sophie's been drinking the whole time. She finally, he proposes her. You can get used to me. Yeah, this is fine. Uh, she has to finish the bottle to tell the story of how she had to choose between her her kids, and then she passes out in bed with all her clothes on. Next shot, he's in his boxers lying next to her naked, and she still has her clothes on. They start having sex. That is a very old move. I've been privy to that move before. I've woken up in my bed fully clothed next to a naked man, and I've thrown him out because I was drunk. She was drunk. She was super, super (laughs) shasty. And then at the end, he's like, Oh, I finally had this goddess. I've been wanting the. She was in Auschwitz, you asshole. And then twice in the note, she left him on her his pillow. She says twice how great of a lover he was. Oh, Jesus. A 22-year-old virgin. You're such a great lover at the beginning and the end of. No, he's not. <laughs> and she was wasted. B, he's a virgin. <laughs> he objectified this. Poor woman who has severe PTSD in this abusive relationship with a bipolar dude with schizoaffective tendencies. But no, I don't think he's schizophrenic, man. He's definitely bipolar. And he's so much Yeah. Oh, that movie was so bad. <laughs> oh. So... so. To go off of like, because that's a big part of the re- the book is almost 600 pages long and the movie lightly dances and skims over like every scene you just described has got these extensively. It's not even their first hookup 
in the book at that part at the end. Yes, he's still like a virgin, but they've like made out and they've they've really? gotten naked. They made out. They've gotten naked together though, and gotten okay, pretty far see, down the line. I would have liked to have seen that. And, I would like to see that, so I didn't think he was a predator by the end yeah. of the movie. <laughs> and there's another scene because, like, all right, if I if, here. Scene. Oh, we can't Wait. hear you. Sorry, got me. Got you. You're good. You got, got me. I'm sorry. Um, you cut the scene with Leslie immediately from the script. Yeah, oh, hundred percent. Because was... he's got like three women in the upsetting. book. Upsetting. Yeah. That, was uh... upsetting. that scene with Leslie was very upsetting. And then with like the horny ass narrator being like, "Damn, I'm so horny." And Thank so, you, yeah. Nathan. The big thing is the book is this guy looking back on something that happened to him 40 years ago, trying to reconcile his memory and figure out what had happened with yeah, these people who had an effect on him. Motherfucker. This is yeah. Like great Gatsby for <laughs> incels. <laughs> <laughs> and I think, yeah, it's, the, and I don't think they, like in the book, the Stingo character is not the nerd. Like, for lack of a better term, he is in the movie. Like, he's a little bit more of like, okay, he's a virgin currently. He's a little inexperienced, but he's a confident, like, has Did it together he go guy. To yeah. Was he in the war? I didn't get that from the movie. Oh, yeah. The movie kind of skims like, over he a lot. Must have gone to war. There's no yeah. nobody that age would not have gone to war. And I would have liked to hear that too. Oh, yeah. No, and it's a big question too of like, because it comes up nathan didn't go to war and he's like well you're like the right age why didn't you? of course because he couldn't because he's crazy Cause he's, yes because he's crazy oh and that pissed me off so much the whole time like i've never met anybody like him before blah 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 he's <laughs> severely ill yeah he's so sick and like this romanticization of of bipolar disorder of mania like that is so gross it really oh yeah and it's also like it is so funny we're like yeah like for the first half hour like they're so whimsical look at this whimsical I, group the of first people. fight and then he comes back i was like oh shit that guy needs meds that mm -hmm. guy this is not this is not okay yeah. and he's um more intense in the book and um I think kevin klein and well they also make it clear that he's severely addicted to cocaine okay, in the book good. too and so that's <laughs> making him even more like out of control like everything is a little more heightened in the book like even there's like little wonderful stuff that i don't think they wanted to give like in the book sophie has a really foul mouth which i think is just like a fun character trait that it would have been neat to have her saying fuck all the time like she does in the book in the movie but i think they wanted to kind of like soften you're more of a saint oh, character yeah. by, the, uh, by the end where they show like the the like the, pris the pristine yeah. white picture of her face that ever in that. a smile Oh my God, that made me so. Why do you object? Why are you objectifying this poor woman? This and I, like I think that they wanted to make a romantic tragedy, and the book is a coming of age story. It's not a romantic. It's about a guy who witnesses something that he barely understands when he's twenty-two, and then when he's forty-five, he's reconciling the tragedy that he witnessed yeah, and, and that's not cinematic though yeah and it's, to and figure it's like, out a way to make it cinematic and that this is what you get yeah even though the oh. camera work in this movie and i am a huge nestor amadeiros fan the cinematographer i mean i think alan pakula clute 
Parallax View, All the President's Men, these are handsome cinematic movies. I, I think this movie's ugly. Cloying. I think they're cloying. And uh, well, this movie, not those movies. This yes. movie's ugly. Yeah. Yes, this, this movie, movie does not look cloying. good. It's too sweet. It's yeah. like it hurts my teeth. Oh, the the saccharin soundtrack too, which is yeah. just like uh and it's also like, yeah, Peter uh, McNichol. God bless him. He's a yeah. great actor in God a lot bless of other him. works. In this tried. movie, it's like he's like he's playing a like a, a howdy doody puppet that was granted life Pinocchio style. He's, he's he's trying to play an innocent, but yeah. because Meryl Streep and Meryl Streep pretty much recently out of Yale School of Drama, Kevin Klein pretty recently out of Juilliard, are coming at you with the hottest level of acting school. Like I, I, I'm into it, I like oh, it, yeah. but that is Pete. Kev- that is Pete Kevin Klein. That is he's like- okay. I love Kevin oh, no. Klein. I like him in the movie. I oh, think he's and, awesome. And, and <laughs> Meryl Streep is Goku. Kevin Klein's Vegeta. <laughs> Sure, one hundred percent. I'm on board. I think Kevin Klein is great. I, he and both of them really like fit the mold as described in the book. Like they really like capture it. You could see them perfectly. Like and Stingo, God bless Peter McNichol. Like yeah. we said, um, he doesn't. No, like yeah, he's he- he's just too much of a goober. Like he's that's the one word I can use for him. He's, he's Pinocchio. He's, not, he's like a little he's, Pinocchio. He's not a wood down in the there. Book? He's a little more confident and strapped. Like he, you could tell. Like if this, like when I first saw this before I read the book, I was like, oh, did he he would just went back home and became a farmer. He never made it as a writer. And in the book, it's very clear. Like he's a good writer. He makes it as a writer. He is what he what like they say is a new writer in the southern. American tradition of writers like the Faulkners or what have you like he is that's what William Styron became and so it's like he has more confidence he has more intelligence he can keep up with these people a little bit more and not just like walk, walk around gee Nathan that's a good idea you know it's like <laughs> gorsh <laughs> but it's it's an impossible thing because the book doesn't work in three acts the book has no narrative like Mm-mm. like the drama of the book it's just kind of how is this story she's telling going to unfold, which works great when you're reading a book, but when you're watching a movie and you're just like, okay, we got Meryl Streep, I guess we just have to set up a camera in front of her and let her tell another damn story. <laughs> like, and she's a liar too. She's a very unreliable narrator, oh, definitely. which is very interesting. Like that's when you very, read that, a, it's fascinating. It's a very interesting writing device. I always love things with unre- unreliable narrators. And I, mm. I think what's frustrating <laughs> is there are pieces to this story that really like scream like, oh, this could be something really intriguing and interesting. And the other thing I noticed when I was watching this, I thought the director I kept thinking of that I wanted to see direct this movie was Terrence Malick because I wanted to see a far more loose floating camera, not exactly like even beholden to any A to B to C narrative. Or a darker end of it. Lars von Trier, yeah. Lars von Trier (laughs) should do Sophie's Choice. You guys, see, I'm thinking, yes, I'd be there day one. I would be there day one, yeah. Like, the way, like, I would, like, almost like if I were to adapt this film, like, I wouldn't even want to see, like, I would almost want, like, a mini series or something where there's, like, three episodes and each one is from, like, the perspective of, like, Stingo, Nathan, Sophie, because Mm -hmm. there's so much, yeah, there's so much rich detail that you can feel, like, they skim over so much. Like you have that scene with like the brother of Nathan 
and where they just do that info dump of like, oh, by the way. Yeah, I know. Super like, oh, exposition. Can... Captain exposition. Oh, yeah. I, I was like, I knew all of that already. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah totally. I, you don't need to say it. You know, I mean, maybe in 1982 <laughs> you need to say it, but. Uh... Oh, totally. But uh, it's like, but actually, I wanted to see I, it. That's the thing. I guess yeah. like it would have been nice to like, I don't know. It's not a, it's not a cinematic movie. They don't show anything. Every single oh detail God. is told. And the part, yeah, exactly, exactly. And, and the part where she's in Auschwitz, like serving Hess, that looks like it was filmed for TV. Like, yeah. It, yeah. In like the 70s, like it was in, it was lit weird and the makeup, it was weird. Stodgy. Yeah. I, I read, um, I got the book from the cinematographer and I read his section on Sophie's Choice on what their choices were. And he really said they were like thinking about like, we're going to shoot the present day and we're going to shoot the, the scenes in the camp totally different with different color schemes. We had this big plan. He got nominated for it. And I'm wondering, it's like, is the version on Amazon just like a shitty transfer? Because like, I'm not is seeing any of it. we have HD? Is that it? Because yeah, it was drab. It was lit weird. I mean, they the said they wanted to remove is- color from but the camp scenes. The whole thing was drab. Yeah. <laughs> Except for the pink like, house. Yeah. <laughs> the pallid movie. and the pink house is a spe- is a specific detail from the book like that's like described that. as such I, really, I, yeah. I enjoyed that detail but like yeah they, uh, it's, and it's very on and then the costume thing this is this really pisses me off like and this is a big gripe i have with godfather 2 movies made in like the 70s early 80s are period movies but their clothes and their hair are from the 70s like Mm. the godfather i swear to god i thought the first half was supposed to be in the 70s because all their hair with diane keaton's hair did not look like she was in the 40s and like sophie's hair kind of looked like they were in the 40s but everybody else was just like doing whatever the hell they want and then their clothes were all in this weird khaki palette that was very popular at the time like this does not feel like the 40s at all Mm -hmm. and they have and it's in the book, so it's okay. But it's like it's putting Stingo in the seersucker suits all the time uh-huh, because he's from the South. <laughs> yeah, and that yeah, and that's see more of that. But like yeah, uh, yeah actually, like, that's, that's like a fun, fun. light scene. Actually, I take it back. This should be directed by a woman because mm-hmm. it's fucked up. It's so fucked up. <laughs> yeah, it is like a Lar- only only the only man who should direct it is Lars von Trier. <laughs> <laughs> and it, the movie is too it tries to get away the book has got some really um it's very complicated in terms of it's both politics and looking at history and kind of the nature of evil and one of the big things that's in the book that the movie does not do at all is stingo kind of reckoning with being a southerner and having grandparents and great-grandparents who own slaves who are on the side of the confederacy I and his loved that. and his internal <laughs> Because he is internally guilty. And a big thing is the money that he has in New York. It's this found money that he actually discovers is this family heirloom of these gold coins that were actually from the sale of a slave. And so he is sitting in New York writing his novel and he's, I'm, I'm doing this on blood money. And he, so he's got that going on. And then on that, top of hearing Sophie's story as well. Yeah. <laughs> that would have made it so much less problematic i'm glad that the book is less problematic it's problematic in a different way but (laughs) (laughs) But i mean it's it's just they were trying to do it because it was 
it's a book that had a lot of acclaim. It was a big bestseller. It won awards. So obviously Hollywood and prestige directors are attracted to that. It's got a great leading part for someone who turned out to be Meryl Streep who fought for it. Um, she was brilliant. And brilliant. she's, I mean, and I, I guess let's get to Meryl. We've, we've kind of <laughs> like, we've danced around the, uh, the broader film. We could talk about Meryl. Um, yeah, we go around, but Marcelina, you're saying she was brilliant. And I think she we was, all agree. She was fantastic in this movie and her close-ups, mm. like the subtlety of her facial movements were insanely powerful. And did she learn German? Yeah, and Polish. And Polish. And her <laughs> accent was fantastic. Um, Never dropped. It was, it was beautiful. Every once in a while, like, you know how when you hear people talk in during that time and they have like a weird voice like when you hear teenagers talk in the 60s they have like an accent but it's mm -hmm. not, it's just how people talked back then right. I, I heard like a couple of vowels like that but I wasn't sure if it was because of that or she was doing it really well mm -hmm. <laughs> so um, like I she was I was ah and she tried hard in those Auschwitz scenes to she did great but like mm -hmm. who did her makeup and her hair <laughs> well it's it's her guy that's another thing i learned in her again she's had a guy since yale and broadway who has done everything for her up through iron lady even same dude has done all of her movies that haircut in auschwitz they should have made her look more like i don't know what that it was a cute <laughs> pixie it was an adorable <laughs> pixie I'm like the idea was it was like she got her head shaved. It's growing out a little bit. Nah, it was a cute yeah. pixie. No, she should have had a shaved head or like some something more. Yeah, I expected more from her. Um, <laughs> she speaking of the accent, though, is um, she learns English from Nathan, so she's getting some of his cadence. Oh, I imagine that. Okay, that's she, deep. Yeah, it's. It's if she thought good. it, I'm maybe I'm doing a little bit of work for her. But, um. <laughs> no, but like, well, the thing too is like, uh, like what I love about her uh, performance watching it again is there are just so many layers to like the onion that is her character. Yeah. Uh, to quote Shrek, no, nah, I'm just kidding. Uh, but uh, <laughs> no, I'm not kidding. Uh, but uh, but like, it's just uh, the fact that she's like a lie within a lie within a lie, and like the whole movie is just peeling off all these layers of lies until you get to her. I, I don't know. I just, it worked. And her lying is justified her, though. Yeah. Oh, totally. And the advice that her father was a linguist. Was he, he was actually a linguist and a, a douchebag too, right? Yeah. A monster. Yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah. yeah. Evil, but yeah, the evil fact linguist. that he evil. was a linguist, linguist, a linguist and she knew all these language already as a Eastern European immigrant, um, like coming into this country was, was a really interesting uh, thing I that I think she pulled off very well like mm -hmm. for no, being a polyglot and learning all these language and then coming into English I thought that was that was she did that fantastic mm -hmm. oh, she's so good she's I, I still, part I, of the movie I still get mad at the scene where like she's at the library and uh, John Rothman is once again is there, I love John Rothman is that evil librarian he's so bad yeah, you're right. man, where he's just like <laughs> Emily Dickens, there's no such and it's like yeah, I know. Fucker, Amigo, you know who Amigo. Emily Dickinson is. Yeah. I'm like you you know who Emily Dickens is. You can tell this poor woman that it's not Emile Dickens. Yeah, Emile Dickens, exactly. Charles it's like, Dickens, what the fuck? So, <laughs> in the, um, so horrible. 
in the book, he reads the Emily Dickinson poem at their joint funeral over their caskets rather than in the um, rather than in their bed, rather than in their bedroom over their dead bodies in the film. You're such a great lover. (laughs) (laughs) That is an issue with the book is that that's not like the sex scene is graphic and he makes himself off to be a pretty, pretty studly guy. No, you're not. <laughs> no, no, no virgin. No virgin is a studly. No. After no, spending five hundred and fifty pages of him really, really wanting to get laid, um, yeah. <laughs> nah, and then he acted like he knew what. Oh yeah, the Leslie scene would, did not need to be there. I'm like, oh. why are we? This and- is a side quest that we did not need to go on. And that's something you can do in a book where you have more leeway yeah. to like go off. Or you don't no, need to like- I don't want to know. I don't care about this guy. I care about yeah. it's Sophie's yeah. choice. I don't give a shit about Stingo's yeah. libido. Uh, yes, Stingo's libido. <laughs> and, yeah, or if you're gonna make us give a shit about Stingo, cast an actor and give him more to do that we can kind of like have a little bit more of a a feeling for really other than uh, being like some you know nerd from (laughs) caraway it was a ripoff it was a it was a bargain basement walmart nick caraway i thought for a a second you were gonna say cast nicholas cage nick caraway that's what the (laughs) and i was like yeah give yeah but make nick cage thing go yeah as oh, you man. got an easy, easy fix. An easy fix. Yeah, I think that's that, a brilliant idea. Give him that sweet <laughs> mullet from Con Air. Yeah, same character in Con Air. Exact yeah. same thing, yeah. <laughs> hey, guys, it's me, Stingo. Uh, God, I cannot do a Nicolas Cage accent. Put, put the lithium down. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, what a winning movie that would be. Easy, don't change anything else. Nope. Just, uh, he shows up in a, the tank top and the tight jeans and the mullet. And he's, he's really, he's really, I just watched rewatch Con Air. He's very, very fit in the film. You know, all that. Bring it yeah. all in there. For some yeah. reason, Steve Buscemi's with them too. And like the little like Hannibal Lecter. Like, yeah. Yeah. I'll bring them all. <laughs> well, well, you, you know, though, because this is the right time period. If Kevin Klein hadn't played Nathan, John Malkovich would have mm-hmm. played Nathan. Yeah. yeah and it would have killed, would have killed the part. Yeah, I love Kevin good. Klein though. I'm glad Kevin Klein's in the movie. I think I, Kevin I, Klein is more manic than I think John Malkovich would have played it more schizophrenic, and mm-hmm. <laughs> and uh, and Kevin Klein definitely played it more manic depressive. Yeah. I, and I, I love. I mean, we've talked about it on every episode how well Meryl Streep, how good of a co-star. Meryl Streep is and how giving she is to her coast and in particular we love seeing her with Kevin Klein. obviously Ricky and the Flash they oh, yeah. also enjoyed to work together and we like I I like that movie I didn't, um, I didn't see I like- that because that was not made for me that is not a movie <laughs> I've ever wanted to see <laughs> I don't think I'm gonna see it yeah. it's, it's, I, it's I, fine hashtag justice for Ricky we introduced that a couple episodes ago and I'm sticking with it <laughs> <laughs> one man ju- one man army for Ricky and the Flash. The Flash um, army. But yeah, we talked about that too, about how nice it would have been because we get to see them as an older couple in Ricky and the Flash. We get to see them younger in Sophie's Choice, how neat it would have been to see that. Like we talked about if Kevin Klein had played Bruce Willis's role in Death Becomes Her, just to see them as like in, at 40 together, which would have been kind of, uh, I don't know, 
for those of us who like seeing them together yeah like i like seeing them through the years i think they work really really well together i think they've got good energy together like yeah definitely there's a there's good very good chemistry they look good together too just on a completely aesthetic level (laughs) (laughs) and i think it's also like they both have that same like they're both very accomplished actors with a lot of talent yeah very very (laughs) large wheel very large wheelhouses but then they also don't have like all the the uh just like the not goofiness that's the wrong term but like they don't they don't treat it as seriously as like a daniel day lewis or like a or like a uh or a jared leto like you're never gonna get like a dead rat on your writing table from (laughs) kevin klein you know what i mean like and don't get me wrong like you know sometimes you know like daniel day lewis is great but like yeah i think no no i think meryl streep did actually translate nazi speeches for this role isn't that Mm -hmm. something she she sat in a basement and typed out and yeah Okay. She's done it all. Yeah. Right. Yeah. But she also doesn't yeah, but she's not like like giving those leaflets. I mean, she did the um she did the classic actor weight loss thing for this. They took a few they took some time off so but and then before they went over to Yugoslavia and filmed the um all the camp stuff after they had taken care of lights apparently yeah. they just use fluorescent yeah. lights. <laughs> these they filmed it in the circuit city. If you I it mean these black. are people Nestor Almadros shot days of heaven my favorite movie that look is one of the most beautiful movies ever made he shot kramer versus kramer oh, which so is a, t- it's a talking in a room movie that looks 10 times better than this visually mm-hmm. yeah. i don't know what happened i i you, just it's inexplicable how is it so yeah it was just it was flat yeah and they they also shot it in these master shots with all three of them in the frame at the same time and they just held it and let them talk because i think they were really into the stuff they found in rehearsals of kevin klein like we got to be free so kevin can go all over his leaks around yeah Yeah, like every he has to throw everything behind his back and catch it on the other side no matter what scene he's in Mm -hmm. but just like the magic you could have gotten, like, I was talking to Patrick before we came on, to separate Stingo. Don't ever have him in the same frame as Nathan and Sophie. So he's part of their life, but he's not part of their life. It's See, that's a pretty simple. directorial <laughs> choice that has a lot of meaning in it right away that was not made. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What thought and about? All these people, every single person who worked on this movie are unequivocally good at their jobs they all have credits on other movies where they showed up and killed it i don't know what happened here at all <laughs> they're like oh it's, it's, it's a holocaust story we'll just get the oscar anyway you yeah know, it's like the academy loves a holocaust story <laughs> a narratively inert drama free for the most oddly enough for a movie that involves a very we should not downplay how horrific the choice is oh, it's, when it gets it, to the choice. Two hours and 15 minutes into the movie. Yeah. Not, not fun. Not fun. <laughs> yeah, it's not no a fun moment at all. After that, okay, after that scene, after that scene, I was like, fine, fine, okay, fine. That was, she did great. It was not at all compellingly shot for how much drama. But they, she was acting her ass off and oh, she yeah. had no help yeah. from the camera at all she did so great uh i'm wondering if they ran out of money 
most that's... offensive scene of the entire thing <laughs> where they have sex and I literally was like I was screaming at my television <laughs> yeah I, in, a, in a modern point of view it they should not have had sex no. like and it, I mean you in keep, the book yeah I mean I, I e- made even, even decisions even in my in... life uh after traumatic events mm-hmm. so I understand sometimes you know the book also puts a lot more into her drinking uh, it escalates as the book progresses like he makes it very clear when they first start getting together it's like oh nathan would have whatever and i'd have beer and sophie drank water and then the, after the first time nathan leaves he's like all of a sudden i saw sophie was carrying around a fifth of whiskey and she gets progressively she drinks more because yeah you want her to be this character that stingo kind of idealizes like he's doing that thing where he idealizes I her, her i don't want her to be that to her i i, I don't that if is you're not telling the story from stingo's point of view i don't like, think this story should be told from his point of view <laughs> i don't give a shit about stingo which might be the original that might be the original render. sin here that might be the original <laughs> sin <here. laughs> that we have yeah. to see the story of this poor who's a fascinating woman who's much more intelligent and witty and interesting than Stingo will ever be. <laughs> yeah, honestly. I, I want to hear her her tell her own story. That would be great. Mm-hmm. That is Marcelina's choice. <laughs> I will say like that's like a recurring thing with like Meryl <laughs> Streep recurring theme with Meryl yeah. Streep films is like every Oh not every, I'll but... get to Bridges of Madison County. <laughs> oh no 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 but like but, but I'm gonna say like like even like yeah, from Julia and Julia to Devil Wears Prada, there's always like these ciphers. There's someone watching her. Or yeah. Mama Mia too. Yeah. that's weird. It that is, is and it's her been her entire career. She's because I think she was accused early on of being a very very technical actress who didn't really like let you in to what was going on inside of her. She was doing like you know, especially because she's coming up the same time, admittedly with a lot of these male actors like I a De Niro or misogyny. something like I think is. that critique is misogyny because I felt a lot of th- I could see exactly what was going on in her and Sophie's mm-hmm. choice like when she's when she's ex- when the, she first meets them and she's explaining how Nathan um, rescued her at the very beginning and she was thinking about it like it you could see she was distracted by all the information that she had to keep together, like her story. She would, you could tell she was looking through her stories. Like I, I thought she did a fantastic job. At the top of it too, she's, she's putting on this front of being kind of this, like, let's have champagne. Let's put on costumes. Let's go to Coney. I'm fun. I'm fun. I'm alive. I'm a cool friend. (laughs) No, she's like, but you could tell she's convincing herself as she's doing it. Exactly. And it's, Uh. it's, beautiful yeah beautiful like somebody it's a it's a really good study of ptsd yeah 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 i I mean it it's unfortunate stingo is the least interesting character because even if you're not talking about sophie nathan is a more interesting character Mm -hmm. than stingo is as well yeah and like did in the book did nathan figure out who her dad is no no uh that's kind of revealed through story Okay, so like okay. she's afraid basically to tell Nathan will, yeah, anything. Yeah, because Nathan, you know, he's he's the only Jewish character 
out of the three of them, which is an interesting, but this was a big controversial issue with the book. During the time, yeah. <laughs> uh, it's yeah. the fact that Sophie is Catholic above all, like all else, and he's putting, a, he's telling a Holocaust story without actually giving any oh true my Jewish God. And perspective. The scene where she's talking to Hess. Oh, and, yeah. Or when she's in line and saying that she's not like doing something despicable, like saying, mm-hmm. I'm not Jewish, I'm Aryan, save me because I'm Aryan. That would have, they should have, they filmed that differently. It would have been so much more impactful. Like that, that's important. The other thing, too, is that her having sex with Hess is not suggested to her in the book. She, comes up with that herself and it isn't because of the radio thing it's all about her son and that, it's her that's much more compelling yeah yes it is this is yeah. why men should not tell women's stories guys i'm sorry y'all are bad at it <laughs> okay there goes my i guess i'm not gonna be writing my famed uh, story about uh must think of a mary todd lincoln I well i um yeah, that was good. i, 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 I... <laughs> I'm working on a new ad- adaptation of Little Women, and I'm just gonna toss that out. I don't because, think yes, it's probably. I definitely yeah. need another version mm-hmm. of Little Women. Every generation needs one, and this time it's the man's time to tell I, a story. That also is not a movie that <laughs> and, was made for me. Yeah, and hear me out. There's gonna be a talking monster truck. Yeah, his name. Oh is- well, then I'll see that one. <laughs> <laughs> his name Trucky. But I think, like overall, this like. We should probably get to Bridges here in a sec, but oh, overall, yeah. like, I think we can all agree, like, Meryl is in- incredible. Oh, yeah. In oh, the film. She transcends it. Oh, like, that one shot of her telling the story into camera was a good, dis- I liked that. I was like, okay, I- I'm- okay, maybe things are going to get better. It didn't. <laughs> it's figuring out a way to, like, how, because so much of the book is, like, basically, like, Nathan leaves. And then Stingo and uh, Sophie finally get time to be together. They, there's this wonderful setting of the book. They keep going to this Jewish dive bar in the book. And it's like, why not get that set for one of these stories and have her get drunk while telling one of the stories? Like, that's, I don't know. That, that's some good flavoring that they missed out yeah, on. And that's I like, think they ran out of money. I truly think they ran out of money the more I really, think about it. Yeah, I looked yeah. At, it was a pretty big budget for yeah. the time. and. But the yeah, way, even like does. you said about shooting the train station, like if it had the money, if it had like Schindler's List money, for instance, you get a wide shot of the entire damn camp as she's like a lone person in there. You would get all, you would get way more extras. You would have so many more things going on, but it's shot in so many tight shots. It's clear you know they where didn't all the have. Money went? For that fucking helicopter shot oh, of Kevin Clark throwing the goddamn <laughs> thing off the Brooklyn bit. I was like, you bitch, this is dumb. <laughs> <laughs> hey, it's a neat, it's a, it's, it's like, a, oh, Captain, it's a neat shot. movie I do not like, but. <laughs> well, if we do Robin Williams, which I think he's, he's been suggested for season two, we will not have you on the Dead Poets Society Thank episode. You. I appreciate <laughs> yeah. it. I have seen that one. <laughs> um, but yeah, I think, I mean, we're, we're, I mean, this one's been a little bit more actively aggressive with Sophie's Choice, but I think, we're saying a lot of the same stuff we said in the first round about yeah, this honestly, film. And, I'm, like, I'm, and I'll say I'm doubly, and I think like, and I, I actually came out of like, I didn't like the movie less, but I liked Carol Streep's performance more. Me I too, me too. 
Yeah, because I will say, like, her, I, 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 like, uh, honestly, like, whenever she was on stage, it was like, or on stage, like, uh, in the film, it was like, oh, this is like a life raft keeping me, keeping me ashore during this two and a half hour movie where I'm just out at sea with fucking Stingo and he's, his little noodle hand is kind of flopping towards me, but it's too greasy and I can't, like, he must have had, like, some, I don't know, I'm trying to think of some southern cooking he had, maybe, like, he had a biscuit or something. He had some grits. How about some grits? His hands, just his grits-covered hands, and I'm just, oh, I need need help and you give me grits. Sophie, I love you. Because those moments when Kevin Klein was calling out the South, in 1947 be like what are we gonna do gonna go lynch some people i thought i was like that's interesting i want to see that clash of this brilliant manic jewish dude laying into this southern asshole (laughs) and there's like yeah and there's stuff to my it is such a shame that like yeah there's so much you could have made that you could have added a depth like a richness and a depth to that character which we've already said and they just, not, not that we want to add another half hour onto this that movie is true. yeah that's the but problem uh-huh. if they were to add another half hour onto this movie perhaps giving stingo a little bit more juice yeah for us to like at least know him like make it a triangle rather than two and then one week link. It was, it was incredible. The movie was incredibly imbalanced. It was not, yeah. it was, ah. Yeah, because the book is well not designed made. like a movie. Yeah. <laughs> That's why I think somebody like Lars von Trier who has a less narrative structure to their filmmaking mm-hmm. would do well with a, a more nuanced story also surreal at times an adventurous visual filmmaker yes yes because the visual like the the way she like the way she tells the stories and i can imagine would be much more interesting in the book as well god they gave her nothing to work with except for kevin klein (laughs) (laughs) and they work together beautifully so congratulations for that Uh, wow okay that was Sophie's choice. If we talk about <laughs> it again, boy, who knows what we're gonna say in the third it, round? Yeah, we catch the the predator move at the end of the movie in the last one, like the date rate move. That's I think, just like. I think there was a big part of me that was just I I was very stuck on because I only knew the choice, uh-huh. and I only knew that apparently it was a film set in the concentration camps so i was thrown immediately by having an hour of fun at coney island yeah. <laughs> i was like what 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 is this movie about it took so <laughs> long to get to the yeah. choice it's well over two hours before they get to the damn choice and you're like i thought that was kind of the thing and i realize <laughs> now that i've seen the movie twice and read the book it's like okay i get kind of why you're pushing this to the end but yeah, now that opens up the rest of it to like, yeah, have like the weirdest because it is, a, you're right, it's an absolutely strange jump cut from them talking to them asleep and him in his underwear. Yeah, for yeah. her passing out. She literally passes out. And there's a, almost a part of me that wonders if they had shot more in, that, in those sequences and then they got to the, and they were like, Oh boy, we're at two and a half hours. Like they're at the end, they've they've done like test screening. So like we gotta get gotta get to it here, baby. And so they like we can make because like I've I've been been there with making short films. It's like, what can we do to get like five seconds even cut off this thing? Okay, people buy this little jump here, and I sometimes it's like that, like that's the thought process. So, but I don't know if they would thought like in 
I mean, almost also- four, almost 40 years later through the eyes of people 40 years later would be like oh that jump cut makes things seem a little gross yeah well it's it's like i think it's like yeah it's like in kramer versus kramer where like uh dustin hoffman like just kisses that random lady on New Year's or whatever yeah. at the at the Christmas party. It's a joke in 1979. Yeah. In and 2020, like, okay. no, no, yeah. no, 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 That's a no-no, Dusty. <laughs> that happened in the Kramer versus Kramer reboot. That that would just end yeah. with the Kramer not oh, getting he's, the kid. He's, yeah, he's not getting the kid. Yeah, he's not getting the kid. <laughs> they bring that up and it's like, oh, shit. Yeah. Shouldn't yeah. And, uh, Mr. Mr. Kramer, your new place of employment, apparently you've been Kissing random employees. Uh, <laughs> yeah. You have to put them on a list. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you're out. You're out of the advertising community, yeah. Kramer. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I mean, there is that, but at the same time, yes, like it. There are things they could have done to even lead up to the fact that they were like in the. In, I hate to go back, and Patrick. Hopefully, you'll be doing more in the book yeah. stuff in our next segment. But oh, like, oh, I hate to go back, I, like. There is this lead up that Stingo is a possible sexual attraction to Sophie in the book, which in the first two hours and 20 minutes of the movie, you don't, you see him as a little brother at mm-hmm. best. To and Sophie. she's like actively. Yeah. Like, I mean, that would make more, like if Kevin Klein's like reaction would be more justified and be, it would just be a much more interesting movie. Um, okay. I'm, I'm really, I'm really relieved that the book isn't as, it's still problematic, but it's not as problematic. Right. Yeah. So the book, like overall, like I think the book is very, like it's, he's a great writer. He really okay. is truly like a technically great writer. He is also though a man born in 1925 who who was the of South the post Georgia. He started there, but he ended up of course going up North to be a writer. But he is a man of his time. Okay. <laughs> and that's just kind of a, he's dead. It's so, like, okay. well, like the, my favorite joke dead. about, <laughs> my favorite joke about John Wayne. It's like, John Wayne, for your racist crimes of 1970, we commit you to death in 1978. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, it's okay, you're dead. All right, fine. Okay, you you're know, dead, I, good. Yeah. All right. And I don't have to think like, about it <laughs> And I'm probably the only person under the age of 40 who read Sophie's Choice in the year 2020. That is probably true. <laughs> so, you're all, whatever. You're all, whatever. You're, all, yeah, you're, all, you're also, you're also like, yeah, you're giving credit, a lot of credit to 40 year olds. I'm saying you might be the only person who has read that, with the exception of maybe like a professor. Maybe. Well, I would love to, if I ever got to meet Meryl Streep, I'd actually want to know what her thoughts were on the book, Sophie's Choice. That would be one of the first things, because I'm sure she read it, and I'm sure she has thoughts, because she's a very intelligent, well-read person. Um, She's Goku. Speaking of other adaptations, folks, let's get to it. The Bridges of Madison County. (gasps) 1995 film directed by Clint Eastwood, based on the book by Robert James Waller. Talking a budget of $22 million, made $182 million at the box office. It uh, has a 90% on Rotten Tomatoes, and it was nominated for one Academy Award, which was Best Actress in a Leading Role for Meryl Streep. As we did in the last round, Marcelina, let you kick it off. Yeah. Uh, Pick the can. This movie was much better made 
<laughs> it was it yeah. was a well-made movie. Uh, Clint Eastwood is Clint Eastwood, but he, he's a very good director. I cried where I was supposed to cry, and I was very mad Same about here. it. Uh, <laughs> uh, my, my wife was screaming at the TV, get out of the truck. <laughs> I know, I did too, I did too. I yelled, I screamed, get out, get out. Like um, yeah, that, uh, he, he did, a, he did a very good, that was a very well-directed movie for how boring it is it was entertaining like um he it's it's a very well-made movie and um Meryl Street is so adorable in it she is so cute she acts like she's in love because she's a good and it it's beautiful she's beautiful in this movie Mm -hmm. um not the best accent I don't think she learned Italian for this movie no 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 she did not learn Italian from for this movie because when she was in the kitchen with the dog, I'm like, "Bitch, you'd be speaking Italian to that dog. You would not uh, be speaking English." Yeah, that's like one thing that, I noticed. That that's a good that's a good note. We'll get in touch with Clinton. Like, get yeah, him. Yeah, please call Clint Eastwood. And like, get him to not, speak Italian a little bit. Yeah, and yeah. I thought it was. I don't know. I don't think it's racist anymore. Uh, but like, the only time I really bought her accent was when she was angry when she was yelling. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, there. Yeah. I know Eastern European immigrants. I know Italian immigrants, and so I, I kind of know. I, I have ears. I kind of know how they sound. And yeah. yeah, even though her accent was not as good, she was just, she was such a joy to. She's such a joy to watch, and like her being in love. Uh, oh, it was it's so just beautiful. It's slow, but there's this this quality of those scenes where they're just kind of, like. The exact opposite of Stingo and Sophie's mm-hmm. romantic interludes. It's like they're slowly but surely getting to know each other. It's and logical, yeah. 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 It, 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 it feels, feels like knew, a real romance. Yeah. yeah. I, and But I was like, she knew she was going to fuck him the first time. She was <laughs> on the bridge when she was like doing that. I was like, yeah. she knew. <laughs> she knew. You know, ladies know. He's bringing her family an entire plate of white bread, mm. and they're not thankful at all. Oh my god, I love that! Like, changing the radio station on her. Jen was like, "How do we know that they suck?" I'm like, "Mr. Economy, Clint Eastwood did it in one scene." Beautiful. <laughs> it was really ah. I loved like too, like that that spread was so weird to me. It's the weirdest. It's the weirdest. It was, like, white bread, rice, I think potatoes, and then like a green. It was like three carbs, and then like some sort of like call almost like a collard green i want to say it was very <laughs> wild so i was like get some get a get a protein in there i know yeah, these are farm these are farm kids i gotta eat what kind of Just, farm was it oh that's a good question oh, man. i Did don't find that oh. very un, very unclear a bread farm a bread farm yeah. <laughs> they're farming bread it's an iowa farm where they do iowa things yeah okay oh man um, i will yeah. say i will say that like the book so I read the book. Book's very short too. Like it's like 286 pages on my iPhone, and I feel like the iPhone like does an average of like three paragraphs a page. So like <laughs> it's it's probably like in a hundred and like less than 200 pages. Like in a, if it was a real book, I was able to read it like today. <laughs> like before this. And it so, took me like, took me two weeks to read so it's just Nah, I read this uh, pretty quickly. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like yeah like okay don i think you probably read a thousand pages worth of content in preparation because you read like meryl streep's biography mm-hmm. you read part of an easy read i recommend it it was fun oh yeah i will yeah i read yeah i read 
uh, this and then a People magazine article. That's what I did in preparation. <laughs> nice. Which I, didn't I read a write. couple of Wikipedia entries. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no, but, uh, oh, I have my Wikipedia entries right here. Right. <laughs> he, always, he always prints them out. He, he he's, he's thorough. Uh, I'm almost 40. I use a printer. Oh, oh. <laughs> You know, the the sun was the creepiest money. Oh, okay. Let's get into it. Let's get into it. Creepy. Well the thing is, that's not in the that's not in the book. Not in the book, yeah. And we talked about it last episode. That was a Steven Spielberg note that having the kids as the wraparound story. I hated it. I hated hated it. Were the the kids weren't in the book? No, they weren't. And so what it is too is like it's so weird though. Like the book the book doesn't almost not does it, it's like equally as bad almost because like the way it works is like the the author uh whose name i'm spacing oh, out i found her. robert, robert. Erotic. i found him so erotic in everything <laughs> that him was erotic. robert robert james waller yeah robert james waller exactly like in Named the book- him robert yeah yeah well the thing is is robert james he like fashions himself as like a journalist researching this it's very weird. So like, it's like, it's like a pigeon. It's like on both ends of the book, it's Robert being like, oh, what's this interesting story someone came up to me with about? I got to tell the story of Robert Kincaid, who is like- Man, oh man. God. Oh my God. He's a man's man. I need to read this like quote. It's like, oh my God. It is so, it's so- man, like, Leave, like, it, leave really- it to Clint Eastwood to tone down the ego on the male lead. Who oh, yeah, ever saw thing, that like, coming? The, 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 <laughs> Works. <laughs> yeah, the character works because he's like mysterious like the the thing is like the more you know about him the more he sucks that's the only way like it only works when he's like this like i'm like this cool guy drifter that comes from nowhere in the book he's like uh writing poetry and like wrote a weird story about i'm from dimension z like he literally writes a short story called like, i'm not even fucking you should say i wish the listener could have seen marcelino my faces when you said that because both of us are like like just like popped out of like like a cartoon eyeballs coming out of our head. Oh, he's he's frequently referred to in the book as like he belongs in another world. He's ethereal. He's leopard like. Oh, oh, and then like as a, here here even his mother noticed something different about him. He never spoke a word until he was three. Then began talking in complete sentences, and he could read extremely well by five. In school, he was an indifferent student, frustrating the teachers. They looked at his IQ scores no. and talked to him about no. achievements, about doing what he was capable of doing. I'll that tell you this, man. Sophie's anything. Choice might be problematic, but I think it's a better book. Oh, it's so much. It's not. Oh yeah, no, this is the best part. One of his high school teachers wrote the following in the evaluation of him he believes that iq tests are a poor way to judge people's abilities failing as they do to account for magic which has its own importance both by itself and as a compliment to logic that's like a wow. it's insane and he's like what like 10 when he's saying this and like wild on, on what planet does like your teacher quote the student about his thoughts on an iq test well, IQ tests are inaccurate because they're culturally biased. Stupid ten-year-old, read a book. Oh yeah, no, they're <laughs> d- no, they're dumb. No, IQ tests are dumb, but it's also like, uh, it's just no, like, that's dumb. Yeah, no, yeah, that's, that's that's like the power. His, his reasoning is the power of magic, which is a recurring theme in the book. So, mm-hmm. but the book is told from his point of view, not her point of view, or is it told from her point of view? It's like told like from both point of views. And that was part- another Spielberg note though. Spielberg said it has to be from her point of view. Yeah, yeah. I liked I liked that. I thought that was 
I would have preferred the whole thing from her point of view oh, without the kids. It's so yeah. much better because like the parts who gets her- cremated. That's not Christian. Yeah. And what the fu- why is he so and like he was like twitching, which was a good actorly choice. Like he was fiddling with he was, he was moving a lot gross. though. You are so gross. Stop reading about your mom fucking this old dude and then go fuck your wife. That's gross. And then like uh, just like <laughs> his wife, that- his wife gets one line, which is what do we get out of the will? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, I say I, I, Marcelina, I didn't know how to contact you because I was watching Bridges of Madison County earlier today, and I didn't know what your feelings were going to be. I paused the movie when Meryl Streep first appeared, and it was like twelve minutes in. I'm like, oh, if she didn't know what this movie was, she just <laughs> sat through ten minutes of those kids. And yeah. I was like, I was like, I just want to be like, no, this movie gets good. <laughs> it's just like that first ten minutes is night is like truly night. Cool. Like if it was just the daughter reading her mother's things yeah that might have been interesting and beautiful like she's having problems in her marriage yeah you can have the marriage parallel mm-hmm. yeah that would have been nice but yeah. the son character was just oh the devil he sucks. to the son's credit he is the probably the best uh representation of the non-psychotic but tr- uh, deep down awful trump supporter that <laughs> He's definitely like a small business owner who's really pissed off about having to give health insurance. Oh, he's a boater. Uh, yeah. He's a boater. Yeah. Sure. Yo, he's yeah. definitely oh a boater. Big beautiful, big, beautiful boater. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, my God. God. Yeah, no, but it's like, yeah, but it's just like the more you know about, uh, yeah, I almost would have liked to have seen cause like some of the like expository stuff about like uh, Francesca's character in the book is interesting. And in the book, they make her out to be like she's a, uh, she uh, was a teacher in, or a, uh, she studied at like a good like art school in, Nap- in Naples, and she had like a fling with like the like an art director there, like a professor there. But then there, her family was like, "No, you can't marry this professor." And then like she met uh, the husband, like her current husband. He was like a soldier Richard, in World War Two. Yeah, Rich- <laughs> yeah well, I just call him like Milk or Flaps <laughs> or Egg. Just Eggman. Yo, Flaps. Yeah, Flaps. <laughs> just Flaps. Egg, 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 egg dog. I don't know. Little, little Flappy. Uh, but, uh, little Flaps. Little Flaps. A little yeah, Flap, little, okay. Just little Flaps. But, uh, little flaps. But, yeah, she, uh, he was, in the book, it's so clear that he, it's like, yeah, I just kind of like gave up trying to find a true love and just like, like, I knew that would be, he's kind. So, like, I knew it wouldn't be that bad. Like, it's just, it's so clear it's a compromise. And in the scene, I was talking to Donald about this before uh, the recording. Uh, when he dies in the book, that actually happens at a hospital. And then she says that was like when she, he like admits that like, I'm sorry that I couldn't have given you more. She like flat out admits that that was like the most like beautiful moment they shared in their lives. Like him admitting that like, I'm sorry, I didn't, I was bad. <laughs> like, I actually, that was a, that was a, that was a beautiful moment. Uh, I, I, I did enjoy that. It, her husband he's a is a good it, filmmaker. It was yeah, he's a great. Good he's a, movie. Well, he, he turned yeah. a, a good. He turned a bad. That's the difference between these things. So it's like you look at his shot selection. You look at how it's he just beautiful. Compared Comedy. to Sophie's Choice, though, every shot is emotional. Every shot is getting giving you some point of view or mm-hmm. some new piece of information is being delivered where and were you on that pakula we were in brooklyn which is an incredibly in coney island like a super interesting place to be and it was flat and we were in iowa for brief <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> 
And it's, and it was it's gorgeous. And it's it so was much texture. All the cat, all the all the little extras they had, like the casting was so good. Like all the yeah. from like the the like the waitress, the mean waitress, to like the the uh, in I hated the the, friend the when she the, came oh, over. Yeah, the that was good. She was great. Yeah, grabbing oh, plate. Which how upset would you be if someone came to your house and just started opening up cabinets and grabbing plates I to serve themselves? So? She she does that all the time. Yeah, like, I know, but. She does. We were talking about here. It's like if one of our close friends, like someone we considered like a very close friend, came over and just like walks in and starts grabbing food, and she's and Jen's like, "I never got that on Seinfeld." I was like, "At least Kramer could do it because he was weird." <laughs> <laughs> oh man, but I love yeah, I love like, and here's the thing, like I think like in Sophie's Choice, such a technically great performance. One of the like, it's incredible. You can't knock her performance in Sophie's Choice no. at all. You can't. It's like toe to tip a great performance, and you. But like, man, her performance in Bridges of Madison County, like I, I and maybe it's just because like it's easier to connect with the type of experiences that character has. Like, it's harder for me, I guess, to you know, it's almost like I've never experienced what Sophie's <laughs> Choice has gotten. It's almost like I've never gone through that. You've uh, never but, done uh, that before. Uh, never, yeah, never got yeah, never been in a camp like that. I've been to summer camp, uh, but uh, <laughs> different camp, uh, but uh, <laughs> ironically, also a Jewish camp. <laughs> I'm Jewish. It's all good. Uh, but uh, but uh, like uh, when she uh, feels like Clint Eastwood's going to Robert Kincaid is going to like leave her and and she's like she feels has that insecurity. Like I grokked with that. Like I had that. I had this empathetic connection to her. And like that was like my almost. That was my first almost cry. Well, Clint Eastwood's reaction to it, how hurt he is by the fact that she even suggests oh, that. Yes. It's just, oh. Anna, this is, goes back to her being a fucking primo scene partner because I, I'm a huge, we've talked about it on the show, I'm a huge Clint Eastwood fan. I've seen almost all of his movies. I know he's a, he's got his things. He's lost but it. He's <laughs> 90. <laughs> like, like, he's, but yeah. I he's think he's. I think he. Anymore. I think he's a yeah. fascinating guy. I am constant. Like I've been a fan since my dad showed me Good, the Bad, and the Ugly at like four years old. No, like, I love. I love all those spaghetti westerns. I love yeah, Dirty uh, Harry. Just, he's yeah. never put in a performance like he does in this movie. This is a singular thing from him, and I give Meryl like almost all the credit for getting yeah. him to be so so emotional, so, so vulnerable. vulnerable. Yeah, yeah, it's so, so good. Like, Eastwood, yeah. like this. Uh, I didn't realize how fucking tall he was until yeah. she came up to him from the sink. He's six four. Yeah. <laughs> I was, oh, but also, he has eight kids from like yeah. eight different women. So of course, he's gonna write like direct a movie about a woman who cheats on her husband. Of course, she'd want to fuck me. Yeah, of course. <laughs> and like yeah. I said, I've made some interesting choices in my life. So like you know, being tall is. Is an interesting thing. I don't know. It was just weird. Yeah. <laughs> I did not enjoy the. I think he knew. Part. <laughs> he knew. Um, yeah, the sex scenes were the, what they were. I, I, <laughs> I appreciate it. Yeah. I, I like that they're showing older people in love. I thought, I think mm-hmm. like I said, uh, Meryl Streep was so adorable in the movie. Like, oh, yeah. How you act when you're in love. And mm-hmm. I. Like I felt giddy for her. I felt, oh, man. Like, I blushed when she blushed. It was a very 
very sympathetic just, just little choices like when he comes up he goes hey can i help you with dinner and you know she's never heard that before in her life and just look like her face oh, yeah. he's like him like of course you know i men know how to cook too which is very 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 eastwood line <laughs> oh man i'm just glad that we didn't it's, like uh, there's like a there's like a screed that robert can create not a screed necessarily but there's like this weird like thing where like uh because he views him his it's so funny you get so much more inside his head in the book and it just makes it so much worse and it just destroys like how cool like because in the book he's like there's like a part where he's talking about how like i'm the last of a breed really like i i'm like a cowboy but also like an animal and also i'm a photographer and you know what Uh, with technology nowadays i guess women just they might as well just go to sperm banks because men are not necessary. It was like, oh. it was like it's a very weird. It was very funny. Yeah, it was very, very written in 1992. But yes, oh, 100%. Kind of quality it was like about men, men's relationship to women. Yeah, yeah well, it was written <laughs> yeah. in like a way that was like, it's not like in a progressive way saying the sperm bank thing. It's written in a yeah. way where like, oh, so men are just not men anymore. It was like that sort of like thing, which I think is there. And I mean, no, there could be arguments. A- He's mad at Harry Styles. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That's exactly. It's very reactive, and it's very like, like, yeah. It's like you get the idea that Robert Kincaid would be someone that's like, yeah, like, uh, yeah, Harry Styles, like, and Sync. I miss, uh, I miss uh, Elmer Fudd. I don't know. <laughs> that's who I view. Elmer Fudd's a man. Yeah. Man. That's the thing about. The, that's why I love about Clint Eastwood, though, is that every time you think he's this weird reactionary, because he is a weird reactionary. He does something that you're like, why did you do that? That's so like outside the box. It's so like outside of like your it like the supposed ideological character that you have, and that's what makes you an interesting art like a true auteur filmmaker is the fact that you're so idiosyncratic. You have so many. Yeah, the rain shot is. That's where I cried. That's where. That's where he cried. That's exactly where he cried. Because like you can't tell he's crying if he's standing in the rain. Oh, it's so. He 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 extends the scene. Has the car in front. I mean, it's just it's that moment is more dramatic than anything that happens in Sophie's choice. Exactly. That that whole scene was ah, it it was so and it was so well edited. Yeah, and it's and it's it's made better by just old old flaps. Old Milky just does not understand what the fuck's happening. He's like, oh, flaps. Little flaps. Little humble flaps. <laughs> well, I wonder how the, co- how the corn crops are doing today. <laughs> yeah, how are the prices of the corn? <laughs> the thing he does do, though, is that Lil Flaps is not a bad guy. He's, he's like, he's he's just a boring guy. He's just like, he's he's not emotionally just present. They're yeah. just teenagers. That's how teenagers act. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> you know, I mean, when she says that they're 17 or 16 and 15, it's like, yeah, no shit. Of course they, of course they're like eating food. They want to get out of the house. That's what you do when you're a yeah. teenager. It's like you go there to eat and you go there to sleep. Otherwise, you have nothing to do at the house. Oh, yeah, I, I think it's a very like. I mean, obviously it is slow. It's so slow. But <laughs> I love, I love like, and see how Clint like, she'll say something like you said. She's very adorable. She's very like sweet nature to the movie, and just kind of how she melts. Clint, like he'll cut back to a shot of himself and close him, just like this is yeah. really. He's like you could tell he's like this is really fun. Like I'm enjoying. I want to drink another glass of iced tea with yeah. this lady, and 
They've got such great chemistry, but we've noticed it. How many movies have we watched now, Patrick? 17? Oh, oh man. God. Yeah, we've watched 17. We've watched 17 at this point. She's, she's got chemistry with everybody. Yeah, there's Remember no she, we, she made Ed Begley Jr. a hunk in yeah. She-Devil. <laughs> that was impressive. She made, I haven't like, seen that yet. It's on my list. I should watch it's, that. It's, oh, it's, it's, stupid. it's stupid and funny. It's good. And it has a great like uh, feminist kind of angle to it, which is... Uh, Kind of surprising and fun. Do you think I would like for some reason? I'm saying that's a general positive. (laughs) 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 It's a general positive. Railed against the sexual predatoryness of the no. (laughs) No, this 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 movie is about ladies getting revenge on that hunk Ed Begley Jr. Yeah, that that Um, that stack of ham. Little controversies in the house too, because I I referred to Clint Eastwood as a hunk oh, dear. earlier no today while watching, uh, and Jen was like, "No, he's no hunk. He is not a hunk." And I was like, "It was when he was younger." That's what I said. I was like, he "Well, was like like thirty thirty years before this, I think he was a bit of a hunk. I mean, yeah, six foot four. Like, well, he's an old yeah, man. Six four does a lot. I mean, to six me, four I, does I a think, lot. <laughs> I think Clint Eastwood is a solid. This is he's in solid growth territory. He's grandpa. I'd like to fuck. He's he's, <laughs> he's, a, he's a solid growth in this movie. You know. I miss, I miss Congratulations, that. Clint. You've won a, the growth award. <laughs> You're the growth of the week. Growth <laughs> of the week. We've done that every episode. The, the squareness of his body did disturb me. <laughs> 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 I was like, he looks like SpongeBob. <laughs> oh my God. But he's very tall. Uh, so. Oh, he, he's just good. He's just really. He's re- this might this is one of my favorite Clint Eastwood he's, performances. Yeah, I think. he's fantastic. Yeah, yeah. He's, and yeah. I exactly. I ne- I didn't expect him to be that vulnerable. Mm-hmm. And like when when he leaves at the end, um, like and says that stupid contrived cliche thing. It, it actually worked. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's the magic of like these movie work things work when you do them. (laughs) Because also, like that was that moment was beautiful to me because he is an older man, right? Mm -hmm. He's in his sixties, I think. In in the movie, he's supposed to be in his sixties. I think he was around sixty, sixty two when they made it. So, like that has as a man who's aging, who's older, having that moment with this woman was really was also like a, another beautiful there were so many beautiful moments in the movie. which she called him out on for being a loner for being a guy who yeah. was a girl in every town for this yeah she knew she was right that's mm-hmm. why he had the reaction she's like i can't argue with you but i can tell you this is different mm-hmm. like i do feel so much more for you i know that i have not lived my life yeah i've lived yeah. it in this one way i don't know if it's perfect or not i don't know if it's right or not but this is what i've done yeah. that doesn't mean i don't feel different now yeah yeah i think it's i i, I it's such a good movie if they cut the kids like this... it. <laughs> <laughs> i'm not gonna they... watch it ever again <laughs> yeah but like you, you're, it's respect you respect it I respect yeah. it. He made, I cried when he wanted, like, he, <laughs> yep. he had me around his little finger. I, he, yeah, it, it was so well made. I will say <laughs> the, there's, there's only one thing in this movie that doesn't work for me, or, you know, maybe one or two, but like. Besides the creepy ass son. That's the kid, yeah, the, oh, the son. son. Oh yeah, son sucks, yeah. That's the big, that's the Although, big like, red flag. Yeah, at least he can, yeah, they should just cut out the first. 10 minutes of the movie. They should do like a, a, a no su- a no sudden trunk. That's it's where such starts. a Clint Eastwood thing too because he's like clearly putting his own shitty kids 
into these people. He's like, they're good for nothing. They want shit from my oh, yeah. will. It's like, <laughs> oh yeah, he has like they share the exact same energy as like the the bad sons in Gran Torino. Yeah, or, <laughs> like, yeah. Or, or, or like or in the Mule, or just every movie yeah. he's did made we, where he's did had he adult kids. Unforgiven? Who directed Unforgiven? Yeah, he did. Yeah, he did. Yeah, oh, he just he just does not like large sons. Yeah, no, he's he thinks good for nothing brats. Make your own money. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, I forget. <laughs> to run that, like... for Mayor, I'm gonna run for mayor Carmel because I don't want to pay taxes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Carmel by the sea. That'd be a great move. Carmel by he, the sea. He rules. Oh yeah. He, I know yeah, he I know he doesn't, but he also does. <laughs> like, he's a he's a wonderful director and he's a complicated sad. man. Oh yeah. <laughs> but, I, but I was gonna say yeah, the one weird part is like and it's like Meryl Streep can't save this part, like the part where she like randomly opens her like oh, but she goes out into the into the, into yeah. the that part. I mean, maybe it does work. I don't know. It doesn't. I, work. It, it, I was confused, but then I realized what was going on, and then I was like, okay, that's because it does get fucking hot, and they didn't have air conditioning. <laughs> oh, that, okay. You know what? There we go. That actually, yeah. this it, logic but, that makes more sense. I I and I think like in terms of her being an older woman and thinking of herself as something that can have sex again like Mm -hmm. that they it was it was very contrived like how she did it but she pulled it oh she like (laughs) no she is like it's like it reminds me of the scene in kramer versus kramer where like they have like her this is so similar where it's like she has her like hiding in like the 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 the, 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 behind the window like slender man or whatever and it's like only meryl could pull off this insane if any other actor actor there looks like a total freak like oh is this movie gonna turn into like a stalker thriller (laughs) is this like is is she now a batman villain no No, but but the the, yeah the scene where she she looks at herself in the mirror and i'm like that works that i'm like you're the only person who are i'm like you're like in you can see what's going on in her mind i totally i don't know who said that about who said that about meryl streep i'm gonna punch it (laughs) it was uh pauline kale oh was the the original (laughs) critic who she was not a meryl streep fan wow and had uh i didn't know i don't know who she is i know who meryl streep is she's um like a legendary critic at the new yorker but was also um bit of a contrarian yeah, she. It was kind of I mean, her. Her reviews are really interesting. She actually's come up recently quite a bit because a lot of um, Jack Fitcher's script for Mank comes from her essay uh, "Raising Cain," that where she oh. def- where she defended Herman Mankiewicz uh, as being the actual author of Citizen Kane. So she's been in the press quite a bit lately because and this her essay that she wrote has been thoroughly debunked, but it's a very entertaining read regardless of how accurate any of it is because. She's a really good writer. She's kind of crazy, but she's a really good writer. <laughs> and she's got wild opinions. Is but... she generally misogynist? In her she's, she, um, she's a woman of the times. She would be over 100 years old if, if she was. She'd be over 100 years old if she was alive today. Um, Don't but, cultural relativism me because but, <laughs> I'm going to say it. Thomas Jefferson had slaves while he was in France where they were abolishing slavery. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but she 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 has she she did uh she's actually a little more infamous for a bit of homophobia if you want to if you want to go down the road of uh inappropriate things to do here's my review pauline kale more like pauline snail i'm gonna put some salt on you whoa Whoa. more like pauline 
Dale, uh, uh, you've been out for two days. Go hang out with Flaps. Go hang out with Lil Flaps. <laughs> go hang out with Lil Flaps. Uh, she called. Uh, Flaps, a, she called. Uh, she uh, she did call Clint Eastwood a fascist for Dirty Harry. <laughs> but um, yeah, that's believable. Which, yeah, Where? it's believable. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> she convinced you. Yeah. I completely agree. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Uh, wait, wait, wait. Don't like dirty hair. But um, yeah, Patrick. Oh yeah, I just want to say the last, the last sure. thing I'm gonna bring up from the book is that. Uh, so it's interesting, like, yeah, like the one person of color, like the one time there's one person people of color in this entire movie, which and it's like on one hand I get it, it's like Iowa, but it's also like eh, whatever. But uh, it's in the, the the jazz scene, right? Mm-hmm. So in the in the book, like the last thing that happens in the book, the the book doesn't end with like. Yeah. The kids like pouring the ashes. The book ends with an interview with like an interview of the uh, of uh, of the author interviewing a jazz musician and it's all done in the voice of the jazz musician. Kind of has like Billy Crystal jazz man energy, which is like <laughs> it's like this is like definitely like a a 60 year old white guy that really likes Sly and the Family Stone. <laughs> writing for an old jazz musician or whatever and like uh and it's like it's like the whole thing is about this jazz musician really thought robert kincaid was cool and then he like uh they hung out a lot and they both knew the power of magic and robert kincaid wanted to make music out of visuals and the jazz musician wanted to make visuals out of music and at one point he wrote the perfect song about francesca and the trombone sounded like francesca at one point it's and then and then uh robert kincaid clapped when he heard it. it's so insane it's such a weird it's like i'm so sounds glad. like a really uh dramatic conclusion yeah, it's, it's such a, it's like, yeah, it's like, we don't need, they, yeah, the less we know about Robert Kincaid, the better. It's they so, objectified Clint, the woman so much, she turned into a trombone. Yeah, she turned into a trombone. <laughs> the movie, another way the movie, just like the economy of the movie is so good, is the fact like when he takes her to the jazz club, he needs to say it. one line explains the entire town. Yeah, no one you know from your town will yes. be here. Everything you need to know. Yep. Yeah. In one line. He does like a, it's a sorry, you go. No, no, go ahead. I was gonna I say mean, it's a it's a great, it's a scathing critique of like it's a he does a great job of like uh he's like react you were bringing up how he's a weird reactionary. You've said this. I'm quoting what you've said, Don. Like he's a yeah. weird reactionary to like like the small town myopia. Yeah. He thinks everyone is full of shit, which makes him a real crank, <laughs> but it also makes him very interesting because he's like yeah, I think everyone is an idiot, yeah. basically. And yeah. leave me alone and don't take any of my money via taxes. He's America's, <laughs> he's America's, he's America's cranky grilf. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man, that, I believe that's going to be on the poster for his next movie, which... Yeah. America's cranky grilf. I'm not kidding. His next his next film is called Cry Macho. Uh, how oh, how, how can you not be excited about this? <laughs> what? And I guess he's in it at 90. And, like... More power to you. Keep rocking, Clint. Never die. Keep getting weird. Keep getting us. I don't know. I want Richard Jewell too. Richard Jewell too. Give it to me. (laughs) Richard Jewell. I don't understand what what Scott Eastwood is about. I don't understand why he's a thing. He looks kind of like his dad, and I think that's kind of it. Yeah, he's like a a good version. No, he's like like 
weird version. Like all like all, all large adult sons, he's kind <laughs> yeah. of a mutated version. He is like a he's a multiplicity <laughs> version. He's like the third multiplicity yeah. copy of he's like a slightly dumber, not as cool. Yeah. 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 It, it, it doesn't work Mm-mm. for him. <laughs> yeah. They they, not, they tried. They've tried yeah. with him. I don't I don't think it's I don't very, think it's going anywhere. Very good yeah. try. Very good few try. large very few large adult sons can make that transition. Yeah, I think the only large to have their own large adult sons. So yeah, they're Ooh. kind of the end of the line. <laughs> yeah, the only large adult son I can think of. I think Josh Brolin is technically a large adult son. I think he's yeah, he's, he's, a, he's a successful large adult son. Yeah. yeah, he's become a large adult man. Yeah, Colin Colin Hanks is a, a small adult son. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, but he's negated. He is negated. He's negated by Chet. All of the goodwill that Colin has earned. Chet immediately. You you gotta agree with me on that. Oh, <laughs> oh my Chet god. Hanks. Oh Chet, Chet yes. exists. Yeah, oh yeah. <laughs> That's like the no. the, the, the year. No, he's he's one of the greatest. I mean Colin you and know. Chet. Oh man. Yeah, just thinking about Tom Hanks thinking about Chet Hayes and just being like <laughs> sitting in the dark in his like study, surrounded by his typewriters, and just being like <laughs> just like throws a typewriter. You, you could have <laughs> co-started Fargo! <laughs> you threw it all away. I got it right once. How could I have not got it right the second time? <laughs> Wait, I let him have a hip hop career. God. Oh my god. <laughs> that would be oh. uh, We need that movie to be made. We need like, movie. yeah, like not to bring up your least favorite movie, but like a Gordon Willis style Godfather shot. <laughs> Of all the shadows, <laughs> except it's Tom Hanks holding a cat, just being like, "Godfather's great." I love Godfather. Godfather, <laughs> the Godfather is a great movie. Godfather Two is just about an asshole who in nepotism and why nepotism is a bad, bad thing. Yeah, there's a lesson learned. Michael Corleone might be Don't a large adult son. The original adult son. Yeah. Well, like, look at poor. Uh, I mean. Yeah, Fredo, speaking of John Cazale, Meryl Streep's oh. ex-lover, uh, who is, br- like, say what you will, I I, di- I disagree with you on Godfather 2, but you gotta say, he's great in the Godfather part 2. When he's in the chair? Yeah, oh, and the chair's so Tom, big. He's in the chair? Yeah. Yes, Tom, yeah. that's the, but yeah. what, what is, what is uh, Al Pacino doing? It's, the whole movie's Al Pacino whispering, then yelling, <laughs> and that's it. God bless, God, God bless Al Pacino. He uh, rules. Oh, yeah. I like I like the Robert De Niro parts. Mm-hmm. I like I like Fredo, but the, I I can't I can't. With I will the, say like John Cazale like that could have been a cool. Uh, had he been alive, that could have been a good Stingo. Maybe, maybe. It's hard because he's not really. Yeah, I think he's older than both of them. Yeah, that's yeah. true. You'd have to go back in time. Uh, You'd have to go back. Deer, in time. What was it? He back. did Deer Hunter, Godfather, Godfather Two. He was good. He did six, like stellar yeah. movies. Yeah, every every movie he was in was nominated for Best Picture. Yeah, Damn. he's. he's oh, well, I mean, he's bad. he might come up a little bit later on, but another Stingo from the time period who I think could have done it very well, who would have had a little bit more charm, would have been uh, Jeff Bridges. Mm. Oh yeah, that would have been nice. Who is a who is a sexually uh, viable partner <laughs> to Sophie? He's yeah. confident. You know, you think he's yeah. like he's like he can play Southern. Um, 
I think he could compete with Kevin Klein. He could compete with Kevin Klein. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah, like Kevin <laughs> Klein does this. He he's like wearing his tank top and doing his like uh, composing, and you're like Stingo. I don't know if you can keep up with this mustache, mustachioed hunk. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> Will Stingo eat that baby? We'll yeah. Find out soon. Yeah. yeah. Oh, man. Well, that was, we... No, that was that movie though. That was Stingo's Revenge. They <laughs> <laughs> were double playing with Porky's. Yeah. <laughs> a double yeah. Well, no. Stingo seems like a character out of Porky's. Porky's. That's yeah, amazing. Honestly. He's like one of the guys looking through the at the yeah, girls' locker room. So oh yeah. <laughs> like big, oh. yeah, big Revenge of the Nerds like energy. Big, yeah, yeah. Big, big booger. And energy. I think you got to get a guy like Bridges who like. Okay, he might be inexperienced, but you know he's going to become yeah. this like yeah. strapping guy, like adult man who you believe yeah. is confident, can be a leader, can a do large stuff. Adult son. A yeah. large Jack Bridges was a large adult son to Lloyd Bridges. So. Oh, that's true. Another <laughs> successful, successful large adult. Son. Both Bo and Jeff successful large adult sons. You can they can wow. find a way. Large sons can find a way. <laughs> okay. it's like we frogs should... in Jurassic Park. Yes. Yeah. We, wow, yes, oh, wow, Jeff Bridges, Sophie's wow. Choice, wow, incredible. Wow. <laughs> so, you know, we have Chris almost, walking as Stingo. <laughs> almost in the right, almost in the right, Jeff, uh, Jeff, Goldblum Jeff Goldblum is oh, Stingo, Jeff Goldblum. Jeff Goldblum is Nathan, Jeff Goldblum is Nathan. Jeff Goldblum is Nathan. That would be bonkers, would have been more I would love you could interchange the entire cast of the big chill yeah. in either yeah, of these yeah. roles probably yeah. and Actually, be successful yeah. john movie, lovitz movie is, i do love nathan but... very bad but would be funny to me <laughs> yeah, yeah you can go that route i mean we have not brought up adam sandler yet this episode okay. as nathan <laughs> Wait, wait, wait. He'd actually be great. I think he, he would be great as Nathan. Nathan. Yeah. yeah, yeah, I think he'd be great. He okay, be let's, really uh, let's, let's, we should get it. to our rankings, Rabbit. and then we Rabbit. should get to some fantasy. We have like <laughs> gone way off the rails in such a fun way. Oh, so yeah. I'm, I'm very <laughs> pro. Like, if yeah, you're not into good. it, sorry. Oh man, I <laughs> man, I'm back, baby. This feels good. Yeah, I'm feeling good. I feel warmed up. Yeah, let's do it. Yeah. No, we're just getting started. We're going to go back to Sophie's Choice and really get into it now. As we know, as we know, this being our 11th episode, we know how this works. We ain't judging the movie, folks. We're judging the performance. This is the accent round. This, the winner of this is the winner of the accents region, moving on to the final four to play the winner of the comedy region. Uh, Patrick, we'll start with you. Oh man, I've said this a million times. I'm glad I go first because I'm such a coward and I will like change my vote based on other people's opinions. So it's good that I go first so I get my true opinion in. Uh, it's hard. It's really hard. Sophie's choice is so good. Like she's so, and the she has so much to do. And so, for a movie that does undersells her, it's weird because she does get the short shrift to a certain degree in Sophie's choice. But what she does get to do is rich and she is able to imbue it with the richness like her strengths as an act actor um but i god i have to say it like madison bridges of madison county like that's the one i think for me like it, it matters more that like i emotionally connect to the character and i think i just emotionally connected to francesca more than and it sucks because, like, and, you know, this might be like a flaw with my way of viewing because it's like I think with Sophie's choice, like, it's almost like it's designed to not connect to that character. Like, you're not supposed to like she she keeps herself so hidden, and it's like yeah, it's not like a 
She's an perhaps, object. Yeah, she is an object. Yeah. Exactly. But she, damn, she's a hell of an object. She performs a hell of an object. She's hell like of the, an object. Or a hell of an object. You heard it here first, folks. Uh, but uh, put that on the, uh, make that the quote of the podcast. Yeah. That's a great way for me to get a fan base we did not expect yeah. or want. Yeah. Oh, wow. <laughs> All of a sudden, we get an invite to Joe Rogan's show to be yeah. guests. It's like, what like, the hell? Yeah, we're, now part of the, we're now part of the Barstool Sports Yeah, what? what? <laughs> yeah. We definitely can't talk about Goku there. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Fucking oh, yeah. nerd. Get the, yeah, get wedgied by that David. What's the guy? I don't even know his name. Uh, Dave, Dave, Dave Portnoy, yeah. yeah I, could, I could beat Dave Portnoy in a fight. I'm just don't say that. that. He he comes after people, man. I don't want to go. Okay, never mind. I take it back. I take it back. David, you're good. We love you. He'll, do- he'll dox you. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Uh, freak. Wow. Uh, but uh, but anyways, um, uh, I just I have to go with Bridges of Madison County because like I connect with that character more emotionally. I like, and it's just like part of it too is like, does the performance. Uh, it's like uh, I, 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 it's just like yeah as much as I like her performance in Sophie's Choice it just yeah I feel like uh, just the connection I need that connection I need that connection to stay interest invested in a film and Madison County uh, Madison County provides that for me so I'm going with Bridges in Madison County okay one for Bridges um, I'll go next um, yeah I think this is a tough one because Patrick I agree with you 100% that I think that there's such a compelling emotional con- mm-hmm. component to um, her work in Bridges of Madison County. I think Sophie's Choice, though, is kind of the quintessential Meryl Streep performance. That's She's true. hitting on all cylinders with the yeah. accents, with the with all of her physicality, with all of her moves that she does. She gets to do the, run the gamut. I mean, she gets the scene where she actually gets to make the choice, where she's just exploding. She gets to in be German? fun and yeah, in German. She gets to be fun and sweet and you know very romantic when they're not committing suicide or what have you with Kevin Klein. Um, <laughs> you know she can be funny in it. She 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 does she she really does run the gamut. But I agree. Like Francesca is um this isn't this is this isn't Meryl's like job necessarily that Francesca is a more defined character or That's better true. like like that's the right the writer's job the director's job like that's meryl fair. meryl is doing what this what makes her great is in both these movies she's doing what she the best she can with what she is given. yeah i guess um and i'm kind of rambling now because i don't exactly know what i'm going to pick still but, oh, it's uh, hard it's hard i i mean i like i like i, I really like the bridges of madison county i probably will watch it again for pleasure at mm-hmm. some point in my life right. I, once we are done with this tournament i probably will not watch sophie's choice ever again like and <laughs> I, I don't know what that means but i think um i i'm gonna have to pick sophie's choice that's fair uh because i think it's just she's doing so much in it she's elevating the work the, the 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 product that she's been given to to these really heightened things and also as the character is described in the book she's doing the exact thing mm-hmm. in the movie like it's visually she is every she brings the character to life she does the same with francesca but i think she just gets more in sophie's choice and she's doing more and i hate to judge something by doing more but i think 
she's showing us the entire gamut of what she does well. That's fair. That's fair. So, Marcelina, you were the deciding vote. Uh, I'm just gonna say it right up front. You know, I fucking hate the movie. Uh, I agree, Sophie's choice. Um, in terms of performance, she learned two languages. <laughs> <laughs> and you yeah. can tell you can tell that she learned those languages and you can tell that she does not speak italian and even though <laughs> bridges of madison county is a far superior movie far superior miles superior i still didn't like it yeah. <laughs> uh, i still didn't like it uh I, I i i didn't enjoy it i don't enjoy being emotionally manipulated um <laughs> But yeah, and Meryl Streep was great in both. I did, I, I emotionally connected to Sophie. Um, I thought she did fantastic. Like, it, it, like I said, in that one scene at the beginning, she mm. seems like a woman who had PTSD who was trying to learn English. <laughs> I mean, um, yeah. PTSD, yeah. Um, and yeah, I, I hate to say it. I hate to say it, but she, <laughs> no. did, more. she did more in Sophie's Choice and it shows. Um, and and don't watch it again. Please don't watch it again. Please don't watch it again. You've seen it enough. You don't have to watch it again. We're, it's our curse. We have to. <laughs> don't do it. We have to. It's, don't you know, do it. You could have saved us. We could have enjoyed Robert <laughs> and Francesca. Could have hung out with Flaps and his bread. Yeah. I'm sorry. No. It's okay. It's fine. In it's fine. Of, in terms of her performance, she's she was delightful in both. She mm -hmm. was so adorable she was so i believed she was in love in both of the movies but it was so much more joyful and uh <laughs> even though they both lived through world war ii only one of them had gone to auschwitz that's true <laughs> yeah. And, like, yeah she learned polish and german she did that scene in german and yeah. i was and it that was the it that was sophie's choice that's the whole movie in that one scene and it was it it was horribly lit, horribly shot. Mm -hmm. uh, the costumes were fine. Uh, that little girl was good, though. She was scared of the commandant. Oh, like, that little yeah. Girl was so the, 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 she was actually scared. So the People Magazine article I read was actually about how, like, they did that scene, like, 13 times. And, like, it was, like, that little act, the, the actress that portrayed her, like, yeah, like, she was, like, legitimately freaked out. Like, it was one of those things, it was, like, the Justin Henry situation where, like, they, like, scared that child. Oh, I got some, I got, poor little girl. Spoiler alert, I got some good Kramer versus Kramer stories coming up from oh, this biography. Man. I'm going to save them for the Kramer oh, episode. Save us, save us I got some good Kramer stuff coming up, but, oh. um. I got some coffee. Yeah, I agree. I, I agree. I think. I'm so sorry. I don't. Please, oh. please don't watch it again. We got some time. We got just some time. Of me, just thinking of you two watching that movie <laughs> makes me upset. I, 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 I watched this movie at like, it's so funny. We are scientists. We are yep. scientists. We are <laughs> science experiments. And we have to see it through. We're pushing the boundaries of science. Yeah. How many times? <laughs> Can you watch a movie? It's so <laughs> oh man, I, I it's so funny. I had another uh, no sleep or all sleep, no sleep, no sleep night, and I watched uh, Sophie's Choice at like three in the morning, and it was well, like I, I watched it from five to seven thirty this morning. Oh god, it was definitely yeah. just one of those like, what am I doing with? Yeah, I why did I not? Why did I choose to watch it at this? It was very hair. It was very wild. It was a wild. The, experience. the whole movie, <laughs> the whole here's my couch. 
the whole movie, I was on this end of the couch over here until <laughs> that, until Sophie's choice scene. Then I was like sitting right there on the ottoman, like watching the Auschwitz part. Cause like, I was like, oh, okay. And like, I, I moved towards the television cause it was, it was just her acting in German. <laughs> and like that, that was the best part of the movie when it was just her, even though her hair was ridiculous. <laughs> it's too cute, guys. It's adorable. Uh, yes. She needs more purple here. She needs wait. She looked more. She she should have looked in the concentration camp the way she looked when she fainted. Like oh she yeah yeah she, she looked very eating, sick. Yeah, she needed to look like she wasn't eating protein in Auschwitz. She wasn't like. She has uh, she has scurvy. Yeah, it like she, yeah. She had a haircut that looked like she was gonna like front sleet her kitty. Like it exactly. was. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, it's a cute pixie. I want yeah. that cut. I was like, <laughs> yeah. Wow. Okay. But well, yeah, her her performance is is undeniable in Sophie's choice. Yeah, and it is. It's sad that it's in such a crap uh, movie. Man. This is hard because I mean I I think we yeah yeah it's one of those things we all agree Bridges is a vastly superior film in a lot of ways but um we salute you we salute you miles we salute you bridges we salute you clint we're still rooting to do you in the second round we'll with uh season two of the show we'll see oh man but um you know let us know on twitter we got a very hot twitter feed right now i don't think we mentioned at the top we got a like from joe dante the other day which one step closer to getting joe on our show joe (laughs) Please, we love Please. you so much. We, we adore your work. We're, there's no sarcasm. No, we're not doing a bit. We love you. We think you're so much smarter than us, and we yeah. love you. So, let, 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 let me be your large son, Joe. Yeah, wait, like... Wait. I'm sorry. Who's Joe? Oh, he, direct, he directed Gremlins, Gremlins 2, uh, The Burbs, Matinee, The Howling, Inner Space. Oh, he's brilliant. Yes. He's yes. Brilliant. He's brilliant. He's awesome. He's scary. He makes scary movies that are also super fucking funny. And they're super uh, funny. The way they look is is fantastic. Yeah. They're, they're really they're very fun. They're fun. They're and not Sophie. They're good movies. Unlike <laughs> Sophie's Choice. Joe, if you want to come on for Sophie's Choice in the final four, <laughs> to get because I have a feeling you're gonna have some very good thoughts on the film too. You're, yeah, you're more than yeah. welcome. The, I, the door is open. And personally, I think Joe Dante on Twitter. Yeah, and personally, I think uh, Sophie's Choice would have benefited from a vegetable gremlin. Yeah, it's my mm-hmm. two cents there. Sophie's Choice would have benefited from uh, Robert Picardo and Dick <laughs> Miller doing uh, supporting oh, yes! performances. <laughs> uh, give me more Dick. Dick Miller is so good. Yeah. Dick Miller showed up and just back looking at me. That's a hell of a choice. Yeah. <laughs> I love Robert Picardo too. I yeah. love Robert Picardo. No, Robert Picardo, he slaps. Robert Picardo. He was, on, uh, he was on Joe's podcast the other day raving about Death Becomes Her to bring it all full circle what? in the street category. But folks, we got to wait till next week. Next week, the big Devil Wears Prada. Death becomes her showdown. Oh man! Who knows who makes it out of that to play I Sophie's know. Choice in a very unique double feature the following uh, round. Uh, but moving along for this week's game, this week's game we got a good one. It is we're calling it pre-existing intellectual property. Um, we mentioned earlier Marcelina is lucky enough to be writer with Netflix. 
And um, when she does get promoted to the head of Netflix at some point, I imagine in the future, and she hires hopefully Patrick and I to do something stupid. (laughs) Um, Beyond that, though, guess what? We've got the rights to Sophie's Choice. We've got the rights to the Bridges of Madison County to do a remake of both films, send it to streaming, Oscar season, baby, you know. And all of Hollywood, all the stars of Hollywood are knocking on Netflix door saying, we want in. Mm. Three of us are in the casting room. Who are we casting in the remakes of Sophie's Choice and the remake of the Bridges of Madison County? Let's start with Bridges this time around. I don't think Bridges should be remade. I think Clint Eastwood did it. It should not be done again. <laughs> well, you've been fired as an executive because looks like someone looks like someone has to work at Crackle now. Are you trying to tell us that you want to do original properties? We don't do that in Hollywood yeah. anymore. Who would <laughs> be good? good? Well, Jeff Bridges. Oh yeah, mm. Jeff Bridges. Actually, yeah, right Jeff Bridges back. That'd be great. Oh yeah. Uh, who else is a tough guy? I um my pick for Robert, which um Jen vehemently disagreed with, and you guys might as well. I went with Daniel Craig. I thought would be Ooh. a really weird oh. and interesting choice for him. I have a huge thing for Daniel. Wait, Daniel Craig? No, I'm thinking of uh of uh the Scottish guy. Oh, Sean Connery? No, no. Craig. He had oh, a, he Craig had, Kilborn. Not no, Craig Kilborn. Craig, Craig, I know Craig no. Ferguson. Craig, Craig Ferguson. Yeah, Craig Ferguson. Craig Ferguson. <laughs> I'm like, Craig that is uh, weird. No. Yeah, I was <laughs> no, like, I think Daniel Craig, he's got the, t- he's, a, he's a really good actor, mm. but he's also like, it would be cool to see him kind of as taking his tough guy thing. And I think we mentioned this on a previous show. My brother ran into him at an art museum a few months ago in New York. And he's like, yeah, that guy's, not a not a tiny not a tiny actor. He's 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 pretty built, dude. And he's like, sizable. yeah, he's like that. He he's like he looks like a running back. He's, yeah, it's like. So I, yeah, my pick would be Daniel Craig for Robert. Oh man, are we are we so like we have to keep the age kind of like around 50s, 60s? Well, you could say yeah, 50s, 60s. I mean, hmm. it's, 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 unless uh, unless you want to invoke the Irishman policy, and we can do some de aging. Oh, that's true. That could be. We are Netflix. <laughs> we could. We are. By the way, it it would be really funny to de-age Clint Eastwood, <laughs> just like twenty years, <laughs> like for ninety to sixty. <laughs> if anyone, if anyone did it, it would be him, and I'd be like, "That is the weirdest thing you've done since casting the real guys in that fifteen seventeen to Paris movie." Oh man! Oh, I have a here. Here's an out of left field one. So I recently watched uh, you and me and every everything we every everyone we know like the Miranda July movie. Yeah, Miranda July and John Hawks. Oh, it's wow. a very out of left field. And John Hawks is not like a conventional like you know he's not a conventional grilf, but he does have that. He'd be good in that role. I think I would buy him more than I would buy Miranda July playing Francesca. <laughs> that is fair. She would Italian actress that can yeah. play her. That's true. We can get. I'd yeah. hire an Italian. <laughs> we can get, yeah, we, we, we can get uh, the uh, what is her name? Uh, the lady from uh, the the show that wasn't that good. The Aziz. I'm sorry. She's like the one good part of the uh, 
better not better off ted uh, uh master of none master of none <laughs> second seat the second season where they yeah. go to italy oh yeah. i didn't watch it yeah it's okay you're not missing out on much it's okay. like that's like a movie it's like what if like a bunch of stand-ups and there writers been a, not act at all <laughs> there haven't been a lot of uh, breakthrough like the last breakthrough italian actress i can remember who kind of broke through into um american films was the gal from hot shots which was a oh long time God. ago. Yeah, wow. There's <laughs> one. We'll find one. We'll yeah, find uh, one. They, they definitely, like, I know that the Italian, it's got to be like uh, someone who's worked with like Luca Guagadino. Who, oh, definitely. Who's good. Uh, just like, not popping in my head. Or maybe like, uh, you know, it's not Italian, but like Marianne Cotillard. See, oh, yeah. I was thinking I, the, yeah. Yeah, yeah I think that's a like one. a good. And that's like that's Italian. That's Italian adjacent. Well, I was also think I was also thinking her of her for uh, Sophie. Ooh, great! But she kind of I don't know if you saw James Gray's film The Immigrant. Mm -hmm. Very similar kind of uh, film. I think The Immigrant is a vastly superior movie to Sophie's Choice. But Marion Cotillard played a Polish person in that who actually did speak Polish in that film as well. Uh, Oh man, uh, Charlotte Gainsborough. Would Ooh, be good. That would be so good. Like Gainsborough yeah. would be a good Sophie. Yeah. I think um, she could be she can be very subtle. Her and uh her and Daniel Craig would look good together. Oh, they would. Yeah. That would be good. Oh, and then Paul Giamatti is flaps. Yep. Yep. One hot thousand percent. You hit the nail on the head. Netflix. Send out the contracts. We have recast the bridges of Madison County. Oh, um, Charlotte, Charlotte Gainsborough isn't old enough either. Er, er, Eric yeah. Trump. Eric Trump as um, <laughs> Sophie's, as Michael. <laughs> oh, Jesus, that is actually very... Oh, man, that's such good casting. Eric Trump is the evil... Yeah, that's That's the same energy. Exactly yeah, same, same energy. Oh, what's... um? Oh, my gosh. Have you guys seen the movie... Uh, you guys, of course, have seen White Material. Uh, who oh yeah, is yeah. The lead in that. Who is Isabel uh, Huppert? Yeah, who's Isabel Huppert? Yeah. so good. That'd be a great. She's great. Yeah, yeah she's all, she's amazing. Isabel Huppert would be a hella good uh, uh, Francesca. Francesca. I was saying Sophie. I'm a Francesca. I have a real I have a real pick for Francesca's son, Danny McBride. Yes, that actually would be charming, and I yeah. would have probably liked him better if he was he, Danny McBride. <laughs> Same lines, but he just because he's Danny, when he can pull do, off that when stuff. We do Bridges of Madison County. We're gonna we'll do some rewrites too. Yeah. Rewrite the script completely. It's gonna be from <laughs> Francesca's point of view only. Yeah. The kids are out. The kids out. are out. The kids are out. Everybody, yeah. yeah. A little, just a little more flaps. Just a little. L- a little more flaps. We a do little more flaps. flaps. A, a little spice. flaps. A little flaps. Just a little more. Hey, you know, we've seen Julia and Julia. We know about cooking. Just a little bit of spice. That little flaps. Yeah. The um, spice. So we got Sophie's Choice to recast now. Oh, uh, man. Th- three big roles. Obviously, I think we can preface this right away by saying we'll be doing some script rewriting. Too. <laughs> yeah. I, don't think, I don't think we need to. Um, we're going to go back to the source material, take a look at that, take a look at some stuff. Maybe we can even adjust from the source material. Um, so let's start with Sophie. Why not? Yeah. I'd throw in an Amy Adams. I'd throw that at Amy oh. Adams. Yeah. Mm, that could be good. She, could do it. she would hold that mantle. Yeah. yeah she's yeah. got it. She got the goods. Uh, uh, the yeah. Act, the, the actress I had in mind was Carrie Mulligan. Ooh. She's still too young, though. She, in the book, she's supposed to be about 30, 31. Oh, okay. So I think it's yeah. close. Um, but yeah, I, mean, I think she's got the 
she definitely has the skills to pull it off, I think. And um, Tenet can do that same thing of doing miserableism and also charming. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. She's done that in quite a few films. And that's, I'm trying to think of like, I feel like Nathan, I almost want to say Adam Driver could be an interesting Nathan. A lot of like, the guy, I, the guy, yeah. I, I was thinking Jake Gyllenhaal. Ooh, would be an interesting choice. Jake Gyllenhaal is like, yeah, the Nightcrawler. Yeah. Oh, you know who would be good that we can't use anymore? Uh, Shia LaBeouf. Oh, yeah, R.I.P. a real one. Uh, not R.I.P., but like... Yeah. Him, he wasn't a real one, and he wasn't a real one to begin with. He working anymore. I thought he was overrated the entire time. I will say... I, 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 will I liked say, his performance art. <laughs> <laughs> don't like him. I did. I didn't buy him. Like I, I always I, thought, it was a big show. I, like no, I felt it. I felt it. I think I, he would be good. I I liked. I I, I will. Everyone say, else, though, I was in the minority until yesterday. Now we now we've dated when we recorded this episode too. <laughs> no, you don't do that to FKA Twig. She's no. a fan. She's a genius. <laughs> oh man, that movie Honey Boy sucked. I will say that. I, I watched Honey Boy and like, I didn't watch it. I oh, didn't want to watch Child Abuse. Well, it's, it's also so, it's just like writing a movie about your own relationship with your dad and then playing your dad is so fucking indulgent. Well, it's also like, like I just it just wasn't for me. Also, like he has and like, I like and I like. Uh, it's like he has. It's okay. implied that he We're has. We're not on the Academy Academy. <laughs> I'm not gonna go, I'll, I'll go further. I won't go further. But just like that movie just frustrates me. Poo on that film. Just get just get Adam Driver and we're all satisfied. By yeah. all accounts, good guy. I, <laughs> so. I think Adam Driver is grossly overrated, but I think he would do very well in that role. That's fair. That's fair. I, 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 he's so oh, overrated. I'm done I'll with flip him. It. Like, I, I think properly rated. No. Okay. No. He's just just a weird looking white guy. That's why people think he's like Adrian Brody. He's a weird looking white guy. I like Adrian Brody. I adore. I I love Adrian Brody Brody more than Adam Driver. I I think they're equally talented, which Mm. is not. They're overrated. They're way overrated. I'll give it to you. I'll give it to you. I'll give it to you. What has Adrian Brody done? Besides sexually assault Halle Berry in front of everybody. <laughs> oh, I did not know that. That's bad. At the Academy Awards. At the Academy he, Awards, yeah. he her. big kiss because he was excited because he beat Daniel Day-Lewis, Jack Nicholson, that is Nicholas Cage, uh, and someone else, uh, Michael Caine, I believe, was the fourth Caine. person he beat. So it's like he was by far the dark horse to win that year because he was... Um, Daniel Day-Lewis for Gangs of New York, who I believe was the favorite going in. That would be... <laughs> Jack Nicholson for about Schmidt, Cage for the previous aforementioned adaptation, and I think for Quiet American. So wow. all four. And we know the performances. Loves the Holocaust. Movie. Yep, that's true. <laughs> I've seen extras. I've seen that episode yeah. of extras. It's so funny that Kate Winslet like said that in that episode of Extras, and then she did. Then one, Kate yeah. Winslet would be a great Francesca. Yeah, yeah. Or Kate sure. Winslet would be. Okay. Or Sophie. Fantastic. Yeah. Or Sophie. Yeah. Honestly, yeah. That's a great yeah. actress. That's actually a good, that might be a she'd good. She'd actually uh, be, uh, you're right though, Francesca, she's perfect. She'd be perfect. She'd be perfect she'd be for Francesca. Francesca. Hey, 
Hands down. Oh, you still you still keep her with Craig. I think that yeah, uh, definitely. You, yeah. they're definitely. great. Yeah, they're yeah, great. That, and then you got the apology, Imani. You got it. It's perfect. Perfect. Yeah, little flaps. Yeah, little flaps. Little flaps. Then, uh, uh, then, uh, okay, so like so we have not like, cast Stingo yet. <laughs> we have not cast. So here's my. If we're doing, I think like maybe a silence reunion. Andrew Garfield. That was my pick too. Andrew Garfield was my pick too for Stingo. One hundred percent. Great call. Like we got all these British people because they are better actors. Well, Welcome. Actors welcome. They, are right now. they actually have training. They have training, and none of us, none yeah. of ours do, no. except for the ones we mentioned. <laughs> I, I, I got, I got UCB three hundred one improv, so I think that that's pretty good. Yeah, <laughs> that's a brag. That's a brag. Um, but. No, he would, be, he would be a good Stingo. He would be more interesting. Let's try and Stingo. figure out an American guy though to play Stingo. Oh, you know who would be okay. I know we're doing Stingo, but replace Adam Driver. Toby Maguire is Nathan. Or, he's like a younger Toby. Y- younger Toby would have killed it as Stingo. Kevin Klein was too yeah. waspy to play. That's true. Yeah. That's true. Kevin, Kevin, that was a huge stretch. I looked that it up. True. Kevin Kevin Klein is half Jewish. That's uh, okay, still a stretch. But, <laughs> but, he gets but, the pay, yeah. Brought, brought up Catholic. <laughs> yeah, there we go. There yeah, there we go. I, can, I, I understand in terms of energy, I think you're absolutely right, but I, I'm not buying him as a... I buy him as a Jew as much as I bought anybody being 30 in... Uh, oh, shit, that joke went out the window. Sorry. <laughs> um, <laughs> that, no, the, the crappy movie that we had to watch last Christmas where they were all de-aged that you were just talking oh, about. Oh, Irishman. Irishman. Yeah. Oh, um, you know who would be good as he's too old now would be um, the uh, real young DiCaprio Ooh. as Stingo yes. he, that would be perfect that would be, like, that that would be what, in his early 20s mm-hmm. yeah. yeah, man that would be a good Stingo there's with no Kate like with Kate <laughs> oh. they made it before Titanic they, made... they hate Titanic Titanic is a crap movie as well guys <laughs> I hate it. <laughs> I will say, I feel like it's so funny. I'm trying to think of the actors that would be in the running. And it's like, I feel like Timothy Chalamet is a no. Uh, Lucas Hedges, I would maybe, but I don't feel it either. It's hard thinking of like actors. It's because they don't, there are no adults. They're all little boys. They are they're little boys. creating as stars now. They're all like, the new they crop. took... They it's took the, the Tom Cruise thing from the 80s where he never aged and accelerated it to make they're all these like teenage boys who you could break over your knee with one backbreaker. Oh, they're yeah. All, and they're all British. Yeah. Yeah. Tom Holland is in everything. Oh, man. Tom Holland's all, very good, though. He's good. He's a good but actor, but uh, they all look like they're five, six yeah, and can, like 130 pounds soaking wet. I can, I can fit Tom Holland in my shirt pocket. We'd go on little adventures together. I mean, say what you say what you will about Tom Hardy, but at least it looks like that guy could get into a fight. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I, 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 I love Tom Hardy. My favorite, part of, my, favorite, my favorite part of Spider-Man is when uh, he takes a little break on a mushroom. That you know, <laughs> Tom. He's not Jewish, but if Tom Hardy had played Nathan, it would have been fascinating. That, Tom Hardy would be a great Nathan. Oh, it would have been really strange. Ah, uh, then you. Definitely need another British person. Yeah, <laughs> but I but I think like I think you know it's trying to find a Stingo like Andrew Garfield's so perfect because he's wispy 
but he still seems like an adult young human Johnny man. Depp would be a good stingo too. Yeah. Young Johnny Depp would be a really good stingo. Who's yeah. like who's like that now? Do we have any Americans? Who Not really. it's, yeah, yeah. I feel like who the, knows? I feel like the the latest actor that got moved to like maybe not even the A-list, but like the B-list or whatever is like Chris Pratt. And it's like, no way. No, he's gone. Yeah. No, no, none of those guys. Uh yeah. Chris Pine, Chris Pine could play Nathan. Pine is also extremely walks me, but he's a very good actor. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I love his eyebrows, man. God damn, what great eyebrows! My, my, <laughs> my number two, my number two, Chris, in my Chris rankings currently. Yeah, who's your number one, Chris? I like Hemsworth. I'm a Hemsworth fan. I think he's awesome, and he was in Michael Mann's Black Hat, which I'm the only person who likes. I will say he's the second oh. best Australian actor of that generation. Number one, Joel Edgerton. Oh, number I like Joel Edgerton. Joel Edgerton is yeah. great. Ooh, yeah. man. I love me some Joel. I love the gift. I love the gift. Yeah. He's an interesting. Yeah. He's a really interesting guy. Yeah. So, yeah. Oh. I mean. Hmm. No. Nah. Okay, can we stick Carl Urban anywhere in there? Because I'll, I'll, I'll watch Carl Urban all day. Man. I would anything. say like maybe like an, a Carl Urban with some age makeup would have been good in Bridges. Yeah. But give like, him 10 years. Yeah. Give him 10 years. Let him let him age into it. Man. It is oh, hard. Yeah. If you, you want to look at the Lord of the Rings cast, have our Sean Bean. To play Richard or uh, Robert, Robert. Or he can play Richard because he always gets kind of cucked. Vigo Mortensen is Robert. Yeah, that's it. That's it. Drop the mic. Vigo Mortensen, Kate Winslet, and Giamatti. Flaps. The Holy Trinity. Yeah. Oh, I watch it right now. Yeah, Kate and Kate Winslet in Bridges of Madison County. That's it. Yeah, oh, call man. it. And wow. Vigo would add that like, like that weird energy from like uh, a history of violence, like that like, yeah. little bit. Like there'd be like that extra little layer of menace. He's like- awesome because he's he's like he's kind of gentle. He's handsome, but he's also like, is this guy gonna flip out and do something really scary at any time? He's, like, and that's he's what, actually he's such an exciting like- actor that kind of man he's literally <laughs> that kind of man which i clint eastwood is not as much that kind of man yeah, yeah. i feel like yeah i feel like he's like the closest thing america has to mads mickelson yes yeah yeah bring in bring in mads i'd buy him oh, I, oh mads would be yeah. oh. Oh, so good so good he rules i gotta see that new one he's in i don't want to get too off track oh, the, drink- oh, the, the, the drinking one, one. Yes. yeah yes. I'm dying to see that one. another round yeah yeah another yeah, round yeah really, looks really great want to see that it looks fantastic okay. Okay. so okay so we got um, send us a, hey we're a movie podcast send us a screener whatever company's distributing Please. that movie send us a screener all three of us would be very appreciative we'll i would fake, love it we'll fake review it and we'll give it a great review who cares? I will give it a great review right now because it has Matt Mickelson. Yeah, and he's yeah. drinking the entire movie. It sounds great. <laughs> well, wow. This was a roller coaster. It's like a trip to Coney Island and going on all the rides. Oh, so yeah. we did this episode, I'd say. You know, and uh, Marcelina, you've been an awesome guest. Thank, Thank you so you. much. This you so brought, much fun, even though you brought I the heat. both of those movies. Yeah, yeah. You could be... You may have dodged the uh, Iron Lady Kramer versus Kramer bullet. For oh, all you know. <laughs> yeah, you oh you know, god! Yeah, looking forward to that. Like, uh... I will say our guest for the upcoming Mamma Mia Florence Foster Jenkins episode enthusiastically requested that episode. So oh. someone out there wants something like that. Um, <laughs> yeah, you've been, just... you're you're a very good sport with these two movies. 
that. Like <laughs> I watched them both this morning and I was like, oh, you know, uh, you're, if someone needed to be very ready. Oh, yeah. and we appreciate it so much. Uh, <laughs> yeah, back to back. Thank you. Doing yeah, doing both those movies back to back like that is like emotionally like like have you ever watched Review with Andy Daly? Yeah. Like have you seen yeah. like when he's eating the pancakes? Yeah. Like, there's like an episode where he eats like tw- twelve pancakes, and like by the end of it, he looks so sad and dejected. And I feel like <laughs> like not that like these two movies are like that. Oh. But it's like, least, uh, like a stack of pancakes. It's like eating like a stack of it's like too much bread. I feel like shit. I yeah. shouldn't do this ever again. <laughs> at least you at least you missed out of Africa. Oh, <laughs> oh, <laughs> Which yeah, is longer yeah. than both of these movies. Uh, yeah. But um before we head out, Marcelina, is there anything you'd like to plug? Um no, not right now. Okay. I'm, I'm doing great. It's, uh I'm at the death of Marat on Instagram. That's the death of M-A-R-A-T, like the painting or the play. Uh, and I'm not going to change it to make it any more uh, relatable or easy to remember. Yes. <laughs> Hell yeah. Excellent. Excellent. Check that out. It's been an awesome guest. It's been a wonderful, wonderful episode. Uh, before we head out, Patrick, um, as always, we've got a lot to be thankful for. Yes. Is there anyone or anything you'd like to thank? as we head out of this episode. Oh man, I want to thank, uh, uh, you know, I want to thank uh, Evan Cox for our music. I want to thank Ari Grab for our logo. Uh, I want to thank, uh, oh, I got to thank Flaps. For, and, all yeah. the, and, all the, and all the spiritual, every, every, in every household, there's a Flaps. Yeah. In, every, in every city, there's a Flaps. You're doing your best, bud. Hang in there, hang in there, Flaps. There's. There's a, there's Joe another... Biden was really fighting for the little Flaps vote. I mean, <laughs> he... Flaps is played by Chet Hanks. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's so funny. That's, oh that's my goodness, that's, that's like a failed flap. That's when flaps goes wrong. That's like a that's when a flap becomes a flip. I don't know. But like a very <laughs> he comes in the house and does a. I'm not gonna do it. A very very offensive Jamaican accent to Francesca. <laughs> yeah, it's like <laughs> ironically he's uh, he's referencing Adrian Brody's intro and Tassano. Yeah, Clint Clint would have said there. He's like, who the hell is this guy? <laughs> <laughs> Get out of here, Flaps. Oh, uh, but uh, get out of here, Flaps. <laughs> She's definitely getting out of the truck. She's gonna get out of that truck. <laughs> In a heartbeat, if it's Chet Hanks. Oh, oh man! Oh man! Uh, and then I want to thank, uh, and I just want to thank uh, big old plates of white bread and uh, Scott Eastwood. It's past your bedtime. Go to sleep, Scott Eastwood. <laughs> Go to sleep, Scott. Go to, go to sleep, little. Your dad's Scotty. got Academy Awards to win. Yeah, I know you have to shoot <laughs> wow. Pacific Rim four tomorrow or whatever three, <laughs> The Reckoning. But, <laughs> And you have to like you have to like you have to you have to, for some reason you're somehow the co-star with John Boyega, but go to bed, <laughs> go to bed. I would pay a hundred dollars to see Clint Eastwood watch Pacific Rim Part Two with his son and just say the words, "What the hell is a kaiju? <laughs> Why is he having sex with that brain? <laughs> what is this movie? Why are you doing this? <laughs> this yeah." I like Burn. I like Burn Gorman in this. What a great name! I'm gonna name my next character. The next person I play in a movie is gonna be named Burn Gorman. 
He's going to be a semi-racist guy who got laid <laughs> off by an auto plant. <laughs> and by the end, he learns how to be less racist, kind of. <laughs> but he dies. That's yeah. it. <laughs> Give me my Academy Award. Give it to me now. <laughs> Oh my god. Well, I'm going to get a couple of thank yous in here too before we continue to get wild. I gotta thank the concept of Clint Eastwood in a live-action Spongebob Squarepants oh film. God, I, yeah. We gotta see it, Clint. You got the power. Call Warner Brothers, call Jack, call all the brothers up on the phone. Why, get what? this movie happening. Why do I live in a damn um, pineapple? I gotta thank the idea of an all-male Little Women reboot. <laughs> like, we saw, like, remember how we did with Ghostbusters? We're flipping it. Yeah. We're flipping it, folks. <laughs> and we're getting, we're getting the cast. That. It's gonna the, end. It's the cast of the 1980s thing. <laughs> yeah. Yes. A 97-year-old yes. Donald. Kurt, Kurt, Keith David Kurt, is Kurt Joe. Russell, Keith David and <laughs> Joe. Kurt Russell can be um, the whoever Florence Pugh played. I don't remember. Uh, no. Okay. The arrogant, the arrogant, no, the arrogant sister. I don't know. It doesn't matter. Get yeah. them all. They're great. It'll be wonderful. We're, 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 It'll be a huge hit. Um, we anticipate zero controversy at all. Like mm-hmm. uh, yeah. Jezebel.com is going to give us five stars yeah. just right off the bat. I just see it happening. So, yeah. um, but Greta Gerwig will direct. Still, yes, Credit Girl Eagle still be yeah. directing it, um, without a doubt. Uh, I gotta thank Andy's toe ring from the Devil Wears Prada because got brought up in my head, it ain't leaving, and I'm gonna bring it up in next episode too, baby. Um, I got. I gotta thank useless helicopter shots. You're spending a ton of money on them. You don't need them, but put them in the movie anyway. And um, little flaps. Big ups to little flaps. Gotta pouring gotta do it. Pouring out for little flaps. Pouring out for little flaps. Uh, we just got word. Uh, <laughs> little flaps is dead. Yeah. I'm sorry. Sorry to announce it. He's in, oh no. He's he's oh, hey, no. you know what? He's flapping his little wings to heaven. Yep. <laughs> Bye, my little flaps. He can have as much white bread, plain white bread, as he wants. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, he goes to the restaurant and defending your life, but he doesn't get like the spaghetti or anything. He no. just gets a plate of bread. <laughs> and Rip, Rip, Rip Torn looks at him like, "What the hell are you doing?" Yeah, he sees what Rip Torn's eating and is like, "No, thank you. <laughs> I'm good." You're gonna lose your trial, little flaps. You led a terrible life. Yeah. <laughs> I thought Albert Brooks was the worst person I had to defend. <laughs> Defending your I forgot flaps. that was Meryl Streep in that movie. <laughs> oh, yeah. Okay. Okay. Well, thank you all for listening. Thank you all for hanging out with us. Thank you, Marcelina, for being our guest. Yes, so uh, thank you, Patrick. Uh, this has been the Academy Academy. Thank you all. Uh, bye bye. RIP, little flaps. <laughs> bye bye. Pull back them dark and dusty Let in some light Tell the billboy come get my trunk Cause I'm leaving here tonight And I've packed my bags And I paid my bill And I'm turning in my key 
Saint, soaking the floor. 